All right. Sup, everybody. This is Carrick with ACG, and I'm here with Asa from Game On Daily. He's also got his own YouTube channel. They've got a uh, they've got a website. I got to talk to him on their podcast. What was that? Two weeks ago? Was that two weeks ago? Mm -hmm. Yeah, week and a half. Two weeks, a week and a half ago. Two weeks ago. Um, contentious, contentious moments after that podcast. Should have known Gaz was going to snip the most pretentious sounding clip from that podcast. I'm so unaccustomed to that. We never clip. Well, we rarely clip, and Gaz clips that one part where I go off. None of the starting or the ending. I'm like, no hate. I get what he was doing. I get what he was doing. Very smart. <laughs> it uh, wasn't his fault. It wasn't his fault. Yeah. It was somebody else that clipped it. Oh, was it? Okay, so it was somebody else that clipped it. Um, but I knew that that you know, whenever you go on a specific platform's podcast, that is you know that's going to happen. And uh, it was a blast. We had a really good time. But. We also barely mentioned VR, and I found out that Ace loves it as well. And so I was like, let's get him on and talk about VR. So we've got a bit of a, a, a little bit of a, you know, general plot line we're going to follow when it comes to talking about this. But I also got a bunch of podcast questions when I told everybody you were going to be on. And it, it's cool because some of these are specific game questions and some are headsets, some are platforms and headsets. I think a lot of people are hoping Xbox is going to, you know. <laughs> Right, be be like, oh yeah, you can plug your WMR in. Did I, speaking of that, were you aware uh, Microsoft looked at that big time with the Xbox uh, original or is it the original uh, Xbox One when it came out? I, I have my theory that so they said very publicly. Phil Spencer said that the the Scorpio was like made for it. It was written on the chip. That it, it was, was a VR capable chip. console. Yeah, and then I reckon Big Phil tried a headset, felt really sick, and changed his mind. <laughs> We'll talk about VR sickness because that's real. Uh, mm -hmm. You know what? It, it, that's totally possible. Also, um, he left, uh, but he was second or third in command there. Uh, he left about two years after the original. He had also, Albert, Albert Pan Panella, yeah. Panello. He had also stated that they just couldn't get the frame timings right. They And, and uh, I think a lot of that probably has to do, number one, VR, even if you have a PC like mine, doesn't mean the frame timing and you won't get a stutter. Like, it's just mm -hmm. the way it is. And it's VR, so it's noticeable. You you don't want to throw a bunch of motion blur on there. You're going to vomit everywhere. And it'll look like vomit. Um, but he did. And and I think the original just, you know. I mean, I didn't mind the Xbox original, but I just don't think it had the oomph. And then you get the Scorpio, which is like, okay, this is the thing. Probably the same. Oomph. And now you get the Series S and X, where they didn't even really take care of it correctly with the front USB ports, I noticed. Which mm -hmm. I thought was That's funny you mentioned that yeah. the the PlayStation Five. When I look at that, everything about that console is engineered for virtual reality, as far as I'm concerned. Like everything that they I added agree. to it is a feature. I agree. Microsoft, mm -hmm. not so much. Um, <laughs> uh, which which is odd. If Microsoft does one, most likely it'll have to be in some way like the add-on box or something. Which man, I got to tell you, I wasn't a fan of PSVR, the original. I mean, I I like some I... of the games, but Move and one does pass through without HDR. Then you have to buy a different one with HDR. And you're just like, seriously, guys, you miss your, you know, it was a good try. It was a good try. But this new one looks I awesome. respect, I respect their efforts because they were, they were really in the early days of VR and they had massive problems for me, the, the PlayStation VR one and it's, it's tracking system. It's, it's singular camera. Yeah. I could not do that without throwing up because that restricts the way that you can move. And that's really right. key to me and being able to play VR. So I really, really respect that they managed to get it working at all on the PlayStation 4. But it was also kind of a disaster in its own way as well. <laughs> and I don't know. Um, it sounds you brought it up twice, so I hope I have a kindred spirit. But motion sickness in VR. Um, so I get motion sick very easy. And I have to drive. 
Like I'm, and I love to drive, like I race. So it's like, I love to drive. But as a passenger, if I look down for a millisecond, I get sick. It's, it's the most debilitating thing. You do martial arts for years, box, fought, did it for a living. Suddenly look down, puke everywhere, you know, or feel like it. Right. And, but mm -hmm. motion sickness and VR, I can take a boning, but it'll go away or I won't get it if I take one prior but what I have noticed is that motion sickness from VR is 10 times worse if you if you do not like step away for me at least than normal motion sickness. Have you have you ever incurred the wrath of like we're, VR? We're so similar in that I can't if I'm sitting on a train and I glance at my phone that's it I'm done. So virtual reality is a challenge for sure. Yeah. So I must really love it to push through that. Um you're right though because like I think the reason that it is so much worse is you do push through it because you're having a good time and you want to stay in there. If you're if you're on a like car and you look at your phone and you start to feel off, you look away. But if you're in virtual reality, you push through it and it's usually a mistake and then you end up lying on the couch for six hours. Yeah. Uh, sick, and by the way, uh, to give you guys an example of how bad motion sickness can be, I've told this story before, but I got to share it because I don't think I don't think you know you've probably ever seen in the VR episodes, but. Uh, I did a big Skyrim <laughs> PSVR group on a weekend. I was like, guys, we're going to play this. Now, I take boning, which is a non-blood brain barrier motion sickness. It's not like um, it doesn't make you tired, basically. And uh, mm -hmm. shit works awesome. Take it 30 minutes prior. Boom. But I warned people. I was like, listen, man, if you get cold sweats, in fact, if anything happens and you make a sound, which I have noticed the weakness in mankind, I've punched people no sound motion sickness i always hear a hmm or a oh and that's when i know someone's sick so i have a friend who's weak in body strong in spirit his name's cadiz he started the channel with me this guy's got like bad knees bad elbows he's always got issues but his stomach dude it's ridiculous like that guy it does it never gets sick i put him in a vr helmet and he played a game called faded which is like an rpg it looks a little like world of warcraft but it uses controllers and mm -hmm. It didn't have a buffer. So the moment you move the controller, the world moved. And I warned him. I'm like, listen, man, don't fight through it. Don't don't even attempt because it'll ruin you. And he's playing. And I heard him as we're playing. I hear him go, oh, I'm like, what? And he's like, nothing. And I was like, dude, did you feel something weird? And he's like, I did. And we tore that thing off his head and he was already sick. He was already like disoriented when he took it off. He was like, what the fuck? Like it, he had head rain. He had all of the signs of somebody who first gets into VR and gets that big. <laughs> so what, what hope is there for the technology if it has this effect on people? Well, I, uh, I, one thing I, I can say I'm doing, but I can't say who, but I am working with one company on anti-motion sickness. And one of them is speak, uh, uh, vibration in the headsets, a big deal, which I believe is why a PlayStation VR has it. Um, strangely enough, the Quest has the speakers here. They go through your, and the air movement can actually mm. cause a human to, it's another positional sensor basically. And so if you hear a bullet go by you and I can feel the vibration slash wind sometimes on the Quest too, if it's cranked up. And um, that is, that works. Vibrations, one of them. Uh, field of view is one. Field of view is weird because wider field of view can help and also make it horrible, which is why the vignette uh, safety mm -hmm. filter pops up. And that's a big, that's very helpful. I've had people play Fallout who I could tell were probably going to get sick and the vignette popped up. Oh, that's what I want to say. So Skyrim. So I get 11 people over to play Skyrim. Canceled the entire weekend. 
I had people laying like upside down on my <laughs> on my couch with their feet elevated, like breathing like they were entering labor as a man. They were just like, oh, oh. and it's because every one of them pushed through it. They got to the bear, in fact, in Skyrim. I don't know if you play Skyrim a lot, but in the first oh, much. first cave, you get that bear, and they saddled sideways with a bow, and that's what every single one of them. And I was warning them. I'm like, dude, don't don't. Some people call it strafe. Older days, it was saddle, mm -hmm. whatever it may be. But just don't do it. Don't do it for a while. Get get a and every person got there and panicked because it's a bear. And they were like sideways, and that's when you know their world changed for the worst. <laughs> it's absolutely how I've. It took a little while to figure out movements that are good and bad. But for me, if I'm going forwards in a straight line, I'm absolutely fine. If I'm turning with a stick or strafing or going up and down stairs, that's when I, I probably should have taken a tablet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, uh, you mentioned something really big time. Stairs, right? Mm -hmm. Stairs are weird because I don't know if your brain wants bumps because they're stairs. Or if it needs to be smooth. I still haven't figured out which one works better, but I will mm -hmm. admit to you, um, luckily, again, I figured out what works for me to stop me from getting motion sickness with uh, anti-motion pill. But stairs are, are, I don't know if they'll ever get that right. There's something about the elevation, and it's it's not only you looking up, you're moving forward, and the world is going down. And mm -hmm. I think your your body is like, fuck you. Like that, that's too much. Like at some point your brain, you know, you had a duck fart drink where you just poured all the different alcohols in it. And it's like, your body's like, come on, man. What do you expect? What do you think is going to happen? Um, with your headsets, well, we'll talk about favorites in a second. What was your first? What What was My your first, first VR? headset, I wasn't a really early adopter. It was the um, the Rift CV1. So the first commercial. First commercial. Oculus Rift. Wow. Mm. Back in the day. Heavy. Not great color. What was the what was the refresh rate on that? Seventy was it? It was still. Oh, it was 70. ninety on that one. Okay, it was so ninety, 90 so and it was back good. in the days when when Oculus insisted that ninety was the minimum. Yeah, I remember that. I remember mm. that. Yeah. What did you think of it, it had, when you um, first put it on? Oh, absolutely adored it. So I got it before um, when they launched that thing. It didn't have the the touch controllers. It launched with an Xbox controller. Right. And even oh, then, man. just playing playing simplistic things. I played um, Defense Grid Two, which is just a pretty simple tower defense game which would probably bore me quite quickly on a screen, but just like peering around these towers and placing them down, just using simplistic, like gaze based controls. Yeah. It was just amazing. And then you play some of the proper games in the demos. Then the touch controllers came down and it's just, it's just revolutionary steps. It's yeah. One of the things that's made virtuality properly exciting up to this point. <laughs> so that was your first, uh, no, you didn't jump into the friggin' cell phone strapped to your face in a goggles set of thing. God, those things suck, man. I'm sorry. They're, they're this terrible. is, um, yeah, like I said about the PlayStation VR, there's certain things because I got the CV1 and I kind of learned what makes me sick and what doesn't. Right, it was very clear that that phones and PlayStation VR were not a good choice for me. <laughs> yeah, right. And you're the smart one who's doesn't probably make you know doesn't jump into it if you know. I, I for me, you know, this prior to covering it, uh, my introduction was Sega Saturn. So a lot of people don't know that the original Sega Saturn had to plan for a thing called the Neptune, which was a VR headset. And we're talking ancient, right? You're talking flat cell shading uh, VR, probably at that point, um, you know, countable polygons. Oh, you, you got like your Sega Saturn. Saturn. I've got one right here. I've my never faith. heard of this headset that you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And, well, it didn't come face. out. <laughs> it didn't come out. And... Uh, but I did know some people at Sega, and you know they were talking about it big time. They showed some preliminary pictures, 
And that got my, I remember talking, Rip, my friend Randy, we were in my one bedroom apartment. And I remember sitting there talking and just being like, dude, imagine flying just to the planets in the solar system. That was one of their first ideas was to have like a solar system explorer. And I said, mm -hmm. imagine just flying, seeing, you know, Neptune or, or, or Jupiter and seeing a readout. That's all I want. That was back. That's all I wanted. And that was to me, that would have been mind altering back then. And uh, yeah, it didn't come out. It was, you know, Sega at that time was trying all sorts of things, as we saw with the 32X and Sega CD. Though, I, I played, I don't know if it's related to this. I played um, the old Sega World Arcades. We had one at the Trocadero in London, and they had a virtual reality experience that was like two tone. Yeah. Probably pretty difficult. Yeah. But flat shaded. Yeah, it sounds like an offshoot. <laughs> yeah. Um, Remember Sega, dude, they also had the hologram cowboy time traveler game where it was a hologram. You could go. It was a bowl. You, it, the game sat about waist high. Uh, and I think it was called time. Like time, not time cop. That's a movie, but it was like time something. And it was a hologram. They had a full on hologram and you played the hologram. But almost like Dragon's Lair. If you ever played that one of my favorite games of all time, which is like laser disc player games where it shows you a mm -hmm. cartoon and then you go left or right, and it really quickly loads the next part of the LaserDisc. Um, Sega's always sort of been, well, not always anymore, but they were always trying something different. I mean, even when you look at the Dreamcast, that was way ahead of its mm -hmm. time. Like, way, way ahead of its time. Fucking modem inside of it. You know, controllers already had the Hall effect. Joystick, joystick, or the, what do you call it? Gamepad, joysticks. Like, they were, okay. yeah, they were ahead of their time. On VMU, remember that? Your little yeah. <laughs> got some of those in front of me as well. Uh, yeah. uh, so you're a big but... Sega fan as well? Oh uh, uh, yes. Well, was yes. Was yeah. Right. <laughs> Not sure what they are now so much, but yeah. Yeah. Sonic Frontiers, right? Uh, it is mm. weird because man, growing up as a Sega fan, I think that's actually one of the reasons why I like them. Nintendo did. They tried with the Virtual Boy, which was the worst thing of. I mean, I I don't even know what they were thinking on that. But as a Sega fan, that was one thing I always liked is they were always trying something. You know, they were like mm -hmm. 32X on top of your Sega Genesis. They had, I remember I had Star Control, which was a 16 meg chip inside. So it had its own RAM. So the game did a little mm -hmm. better than other. You know, they were always out there poking around in hardware. And maybe that's why I started liking VR was even back then. I, was, I didn't get the Rift. My f first one was a virtual. I didn't buy it, but I got to play the Virtual Boy. Um, it was horrendous. And then I think my first was probably, uh, yeah, yeah, it was eight, it was Vive, it mm -hmm. was the original HTC Vive, and you know, their movement and stuff is so much better. I got the PSVR after, which that was a mistake. But um, I, what I've noticed is, and we we can talk about this now. Actually, we can just shuttle this into now. Um, They've made improvements, right, on a ton of stuff. You know, you got Pimax, who's got super wide FOV, even though there's a lot of fisheye shit going on. Um, mm -hmm. You've got, I've got the Varjo, which is expensive as hell, but it's got a super wide clarity, you know, a, a perfect sweet, I mean, unrealistically wide sweet spot. And they are now doing VR through the cloud, which I have tried, and it does work, which blows me away due to latency. I would think it wouldn't. Mm -hmm. Um but I got my HTC, and I don't know about you, I, I feel like screens are getting very close now because we had the LCD versus OLED fight. Now you got micro LEDs, which I think are probably the best middle ground you'll get. 
The o- o- mm-hmm. OLEDs are your best blacks, obviously. You know, they and they. It's so funny because if you have an OLED TV or a really good bright uh, HDR TV of any other tech, unless your room's super dark or super bright, they both look good. But I've found that in the older headsets, um, OLED just looked ten times better. Like it was. I had it was so which headsets are you talking about? So you have all of them, or the ones mm. with the OLED. The OLED ones. Uh, OLED, I have. Well, I've got them all, so I'm trying to remember which one has OLED. So <laughs> Reverb does not have OLED, and it's noticeable. No. Um, a Vive. One of the Vives that I have has OLED, I believe. Cosmos? Not the Focus. The, the only OLED one that I played myself um, was the Samsung Odyssey. I think the second revision of that. I, I think that's... Had an OLED. Yeah, I called it the Cosmos, which is the other other. But I, mm-hmm. I also have all the Samsungs. So it might have been one of those. And it looked really good. Like flying It looked really good, elite. but I got a lot of... A lot of um, Ghosting and blur Smear? moving yep. around in that one. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You just, it's, you can't, like, you can't get them perfect. Mm. And I think we're going to, you know, they, but they've made big, I think they've made big improvements, like right. Sweet Spot and Resolution. I'm definitely with you when you say that um, in terms of the, the, the advancement of the technology in virtual reality, the screens, it's the first thing that people criticize when they haven't sampled them. Uh, or haven't sampled them recently, I should say. Is yeah. That the, the resolution's not good enough. The screens aren't good enough. And actually, games can look pretty incredible in these things now. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, dude, I think my first time of realizing what my issue was was going from. I went to the reverb, and I believe at the time I had, I was playing mostly one of the Samsungs, and I got the reverb. And I wasn't jumping in as much as I thought, even though I liked VR. I did. So mm-hmm. we did. We have some videos where we did Star Trek, which is probably one of my favorite, you know, group games ever. I mean, it's it's hilarious to get three people in there who don't know how to control Starship fighting off Klingons, <laughs> and you got people like you know jiggling their hands. And uh, I didn't know what it was, dude. And I can tell you for sure what it was. It was resolution. So because I got the reverb, which has a, a slightly smaller, you know, like sweet spot, sweet mm-hmm. spot. But that sweet spot is insane and i because of the way i work it is easier for me to look than to move my eyes i just in vr i just have a tendency to look a little bit more and so i wasn't missing the sweet spot i wasn't looking around at the edges to me it was about as blurry on the edges as i expected and that moment i played skyrim was and modded you know because you can mod it up because you're playing on your pc mm-hmm. and i played or i played skyrim and i had that i had a like a torch and i remember just being like holy shit this just changed my world and fallout 4 i just eclipsed 2000 hours in vr and um that's the and i had already beat the game like three or four times in normal but i gotta tell you like fallout 4 skyrim they're not even the same games they don't even feel oh, I know that. right like I'm gonna, to, I'm gonna need to pick your brains at some point on how to make fallout 4 as good as skyrim in vr yeah you know what started <laughs> with me is and, and it's the analogy of like you know if it's raining outside on a normal screen, you're just looking out the window. But if it's mm-hmm. VR, you're out there. And with Fallout 4, what first shocked me was just the ability to go into buildings. And I had already gone into those buildings tons, hundreds of times. But I went in, and I heard a creak above me. And I was like, what the fuck? That's never happened. Um, 
-hmm. One of the first mods I always use is the 3D audio mod that Skyrim and yeah, and, yeah right. You know, people don't realize that they don't come with that, isn't it? They don't come. Wild. What is going on with that? By the way, that's a Bethesda, and we can talk about them. Those guys will have amazing mods out where I'm like, you hire these other other modders. Why don't you pay this dude with 3D audio? It's a DLL. It takes seven mm -hmm. seconds. It doesn't crash anything, and it makes the game twice as good. But for me, I have a good number of mods for Fallout 4, and you know, I think Skyrim is awesome but i played it so much and so fallout 4 they finally fixed scopes because for a long time you couldn't mm -hmm. like you look down the scope it was messed up they finally fixed that um but dude they're the they're the big boys i just think they're ch charging for those games was a bad move charging yeah, I, I, so i've got um my, my probably most played vr game is skyrim i adore skyrim i've got it modded to got the, the picture behind well. you baby <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah. Well, yeah i used to have actually it's not there anymore but i used to have uh, one picture of sonic and one picture of skyrim and oh. the reason was um sonic was my first proper game sonic 2 oh, skyrim yeah. is the one that i'm gonna die in so yeah <laughs> right right exactly <laughs> exactly for sure so i interrupted you but continue so skyrim's your most vr most game. played highly modded it's got um and it is like you say, Bethesda put something out there, charged a lot of money for it, and it's it's brilliant in its way because there are not many games of that scope and scale that you can play in VR. And this this thing being entirely virtual reality is like, thank you, thank you very much. But with the mods, it's just this night and day difference. It's night and day difference. There are so many good ones that open your eyes to what VR can do. Yeah, and I had uh, I reviewed the original when it first came out, and there were a lot of like LOD bugs and weird things, and trying to get a mod to work mm. wasn't the greatest. And then, of course, Nexus Files did Vortex, which is su super helpful. You know, their mod system. Yeah. You knew Wabajack, which is probably the best thing I've ever seen in my life. I don't know why. If I was a big company, I would I would pay the makers of Wabajack to do every game mod. You do do you use Wabajack at all? Do you know what it no, is? No. What is Wabajack? It's the best. It, I'm going to change your life right now. And this is not an exaggeration. Wabajack are guaranteed 100% mods that work. And it installs everything with one click. So you go and you say, I want a Wabajack mod for visuals. And these people have guaranteed there are absolutely no errors on any installs. There are no uh, issues with boss loads. There's no issues with, you know, what loads first. And you go to their website, Wabajack, and their people have made the, like 450 mods, all visual. We'll run on an <laughs> i7 at this thing at exactly this FPS tested. Here's pictures of the test of FPS. Here's the latency. Here's what you're going to see. Here's the LODs. Click one button, sit back. And Wabajack see, does it all. That sounds like like that would be perfect if I was starting my Skyrim playthrough. Yeah, if you're in the middle. Anything right, right, yeah, true, true. You know what I did is um, I have a tendency, and I've done this all my life, to go back to zero pretty easily um, mm -hmm. in anything in life. Like I'm the person who's like, I'm selling everything and starting over in my life. Like I'm selling all my computer stuff, not computer stuff, but like if I'm a painter at this time, I'll be like, I'm selling it all. Maybe I'll come back to it. And it sort of relieves you of the burden. It's like moving house, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I did that with Wabajack. And I got to tell you, uh, it's it's mind-altering. It removes all of the finickiness of, of whatever. So if you want a survival mod mixed with graphics, somebody's made one. And you can find these. And by the way, it's so popular, Vortex just added their own version of it. Which this is, is good. I have to say, 
I'm also I'm quite happy to start again on things. My Skyrim playthroughs, I actually have a very specific problem because um, I stream them quite often. So I've got a, a catwalk treadmill and I run around streaming Skyrim. Yeah, I've got right. it heavily awesome. modded. Mm-hmm. I can't remember how I modded it, but there is a problematic one because if I if I grab the wrong shoulder, I strip the NPCs naked. Are you sure that's a problem, is, or maybe it's a that's problem, a... It's a problem for Twitch, and it's a oh, problem for YouTube. Right. Of course, yeah, I didn't think about that. <laughs> so, I was like, that sounds like... like I, I really can't remember which mod that is. It's quite awkward. I'm okay if I, as long as I burn the corpses, and I can loot the armor as I see fit, but it's a, it's a weird problem. That is have. a weird problem now, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got the, uh, you got the, old, the old foot pad slash treadmill. What do you think of that? How do you like it? I... So there's... It's um a catwalk VR catwalk C that I've got, and I've got the first generation of it. Okay, and it's really really useful in terms of the whole motion sickness problem that we were talking about earlier. Right, it is a good way to combat that for movement because you are physically moving. Um, the first generation of it has slightly too much delay. Oh, so I was not aware of that. Particularly in stopping, so I'll be charging forwards, and I and then I'll stop, and then half a second later, the character will stop after running into an NPC or a wall or something. Interesting. The second generation one cuts that down massively, so I'm, I'm saving up the pennies to to gotcha. get an upgrade when I can. But they're um, um, they're big and cumbersome and not practical for most people. For me, it's it's kind of ideal because, I mean, you play virtual reality, you know what it's like when you're when you're getting a bit fighty and you start punching your room and smashing things yeah if right I'm strapped onto a treadmill there's no danger of that so yeah no that's that's impressive man i uh, like i love the idea of it i um for me it's just been one of those things where when i look at those you know i mean at some point the wife's just going to be like all right you know because i already do the <laughs> studio in the bedroom which is why like mm-hmm. lighting will be off one day because like i got people doing shit or whatever and yeah, it, it's if you have the room for it, those kind of things are awesome. And we're starting to see. I know there's a couple companies that do it. I think there's only one or two that are great at it. And I've always looked at it and been like, oh man, I should get that. But then at the same time, I'll have a VR headset within touching range and I won't put it on sometimes too. So I'll be like, mm. Mm, would I use it? You know, because I think that's one of my problems is. Oh, and I, w- I want to talk, and we can go to this because so, so where they've made improvements for sure is is their screens and now reverb was super light it was like it was such a dramatic shift in weight but now when i put it on that's my no that's my zero i've zeroed out to that weight so mm-hmm. that feels heavy i got a pico which is a tremendous headset it's got the pancake lenses so now it's even smaller which is what we're seeing almost all companies go to and I, that's such i mean that's that's a big change but I got to tell you, man, comfort and heat and and just weight, I don't know how they're going to fix it because the Pico is close to sunglasses. And I've tried the Flow, which is, I th- is that the Flow from HTC, which is just, mm-hmm. they look almost like ski glasses, old style yeah. ski, James Bond, bad guy ski glasses. I don't know, man. I don't, I just don't know how much more they can, unless it's a pair of glasses that just has like just a plastic cover. But even that, you know, like after a while on your eyes, you're, there's something about it where you feel trapped or I don't know how to describe it, but I feel contained after a while using these headsets. Yeah, you're not wrong. So the my current main headset is a Quest Pro, which is a very expensive headset for what it yeah. is. And it's got the pancake lenses. It's pretty light. But it's um it's it's intended use is, is like corporate, it's professional. So it's for people to wear for hours at a time. Um, and you're right, there's... 
I don't know how much more they can improve it, but you'll still come away with a bit of face pain from from having yeah. it a bit tight on there. But and and what do you feel if I told you I'm going to pay you, you know, double the wage you're making now, but you got to use VR all day? Like I would still hedge my bets on that. I would still be like, man, I don't know if I want to be in VR all day. I just no, and it's a funny thing because this is obviously the the pro is named for professionals and it's priced for professionals, but I I don't want it for that. I want it purely for games, the yeah. the professional side of virtual reality. There's exciting things besides games within virtual reality, particularly in like the social area that Meta have pushed so hard and so kind of missed the mark on. But there is potential in that area. For me though, the bit that excites me is just yeah, it's visiting places and killing things, or you know. <laughs> we did VR D&D &D and uh, using VR chat. V I don't know if the capability is still there because it's been about a year since I did this, but used to be, you know, there were tons of rooms and there were tons of locations. And so I just gathered a bunch of, we played a modern, I think it was vampire or werewolf. We played an RPG where I found like 26 locations and you're able to load it, lock it out. So it's like only the people that know. And then you can go there and be like, the gunshots are coming from around this window. And it was very cool. Like, it was almost like mm -hmm. playing tabletop simulator or playing a board game, but you're in it and you're actually 3D in it. That social bit was probably my high, the the, the highest moment where I was like, oh, wow, this is, you know, because I'm a big D&D &D fan. We play on Discord, but, you know, pancake, you, you know, mm -hmm. just everybody's just sitting there like avatars. And when you get in a 3D thing like VR, VR chat, in fact, I've been quite surprised, was, you know, you got to get rid of the chaff because there's some weirdos in there. Mm -hmm. But it turned out awesome. VR poker was also awesome. A totally free app. I was going to mention that one. Yeah. What the fuck? Do you like it before I go, you know, oh, It's been a couple of years since I've played it, but yeah, it was a really good experience. It's just... And no, yeah, that presence, the connection, the talking yeah. and the trolling and the and ridiculous things you could do. The ridiculous <laughs> things. So I was playing... First of all, it looks really good too, which I was surprised. Like I thought it was gonna be a front end for poker and I was like, whatever, you can sit at the table. Not only did it look good, it had some hand signs and like I won and I fist and the guy beside me put his fist up and I put my fist up and fist bump and I was like, I know what he's saying. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like that was awesome. And I had a good time in VR poker. That was like, I had a great time just sitting there, people playing with their different little things you can buy, their little avatar bits, you know, on, on the table. And it was like, yeah. this was, this was pretty fucking cool. Uh, you don't have to deal with all the cards and the chips. So when you do fold, you just slam them on the y table. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think with VR especially, um, you know, we do get the, you get the headset. Um, the the resolution has improved. Um, I got some light leak in the Quest Pro. I, I'm not happy with at all, but I know it, so it sounds like they're not going for the full VR experience. Like, you know, and mm -hmm. you can get past those with VR covers, which is nice. Is like, I, I think I bought a VR cover from VRcover.com for every headset I own. I've always found mm -hmm. their their headset covers to be much better. But um, yeah, I think size is the big thing, dude. And I'm worried about it because I just don't know, are we going to require contacts? And I'm not a fan of, you know, the oh, idea. I don't of, want to stick things on my eyeballs. Yeah. No. I had cataract <laughs> surgery for both my eyes too. And so it's like, I'm even more sensitive. I'm like, yeah, I probably don't want to, you know, throw a contact on there. But do you see finger tracking? And we got it on the Quest 2, Quest Pro, uh, Index, a couple others. Do you feel that that's as big of a deal as some people have made it out to be? Has it been like yes a game changer? Yes and no. Like for me, so the, the Quest Touch that came out with that first headset that I got, um i've always been so 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 impressed by how well they represent your hands despite being controllers yeah. so when you're playing in virtual reality and 
it's it's taken those away from your vision and turned them into hands. Yeah, you don't have every digit, but you can do most things that you want to, and it's very very natural. Snow mittens, right? It's a little like snow exactly. mittens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is, but it's but it's natural interaction with the world. Um, which I think you actually lose something when you go into hand tracking because you've got your full hand and you've got all your digits and you can move them. And I've played around with the Quest Pros. It's quite a nice little interface to pinch things and yeah, slide slide right. things around. But you lose that tangibility of the world. You can't. You can no longer hold things. You no longer get any feedback, and that's always going to be a challenge in VR anyway. And you've seen the things that they're doing with gloves, where they're trying to trying to put some resistance in your hand and right. things like that. Yeah. And Sony's Sony's controllers are, are making little strides in that one. I think will be pretty cool in um, in virtual reality when they come out. Hand tracking itself, I don't know. I, you need to touch the world as well as see it. So there'll be some some cases where it's better, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, like with hand tracking, I I follow. You know, there's the do-it-yourself guy on YouTube who's made his own. You know, hand. Uh, you know, gloves, tactile gloves that like pull, and it, it, I love watching that kind of stuff. There, you know, you put them on, you'd kill a cat. You know, there's like wires <laughs> on it and sharp barbs. Like the first time you swung at somebody, yeah. be arrested for abuse. But the idea is there. But I do agree with you. Uh, weight is another thing that can't be represented well because no one wants to really hold a sword. As somebody who's trained with sword, I can tell you, I don't even want to hold a sword. So it's like you do kenjutsu or whatever, and you're like, after a little while, you're like, fuck, man. You know, this is not necessarily. Have you played much blade and sorcery? Just just on the swords topic. Yeah, I've played a ton of it. I've played a ton of it. I, I have played... a really interesting way of like of handling weight of weapons. That I find really tricky. Go for it. Like you, you've um. Because they're trying to represent that. They're trying to represent the weight of the weapon. So yeah. obviously holding a VR controller, you can swing your hands around as fast as you like, but they put some restrictions on that in the game. They put some drag on the weapons. Yeah. And I find myself really clumsy and unable to stab things that I want to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think that that's smart because right now Skyrim Wiggle is, is how you can kill mm. everybody. And of course... <laughs> It's ridiculous, right? You can kill. I've seen people kill like high level guys because they're just running in circles around them, wiggling the sword, hitting like 30 times in a second. Um, and uh, Adam Savage, uh, the Mythbusters guy, yeah. you know, huge into VR and they cover all of them. One of the things that they found was from a separate company that is not involved in any of the main companies that's handling weight quite uniquely by tricking you. What it has is. In the grip, I don't know if you saw their video, but this was phenomenally odd because I would have never thought of this. And I think they just went through iterations and found out that it fools you. The grip shifts slightly. And the more it shifts, the more your brain feels weight. And they were when they read about it, they were like, what is this? So they went and saw it and they picked something up and they were like, what the f Like that does feel like weight. Yeah. And it almost feels, I think... What it's doing is if you were to grab a pipe and lift it, your brain, it feels that gravity of the pipe trying to stay low. And so the flesh mm. on your skin moves down as you move quickly. And I think what that's doing is replicating that. And so your brain gets tricked as you move things and that shifting is occurring, telling your hand it's trying to stay where it is. And it doesn't want to. I need that. Is that right not insane? Yeah, I was. And they were big and cumbersome at the time, but it wasn't big and cumbersome because of that mechanism. It was batteries back then, which this mm -hmm. was three, three years ago, maybe. So batteries technology is now it, it's impressive, to say the least, on some of this stuff. But yeah, I think touch is a big deal. I was really impressed with the Quest 2 in all ways. I hate meta. I don't want I, mm -hmm. I'm not a big pi pi uh, like privacy. I mean, I get 
privacy issues. It was just, I don't like the extra sign-ins and all that. Like, I was just didn't like it. But I got it. I was really impressed. You can draw your desk in and see your desk. There were some things I liked where I was like, you know, if they were smart, you'd be able to identify all the stuff in your room, you know, and then use those mm-hmm. as obstacles and be like, well, that desk now is the 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 table at an inn, you know. So when you put a you put a cup down, and some games have tried to do that, but it's never perfect. But I think Quest, dude, hats off to them because I think they elevated the game. They got their voice, you know, voice recognition is huge for entering passwords. They're probably listening, but the ability to mm-hmm. enter a password quickly for an account or whatever, and just be like A B C D E F G password, and it just works. And you're like, oh shit, you know, that's that's pretty sweet. Um, casting spells in Skyrim, all mine are vo- vocal. Uh, I, it's, it's funny because you mentioned before we started you mentioned talking to the technology like that and i i am really i'm not capable of it in general so if you've got your your alexa or your phone i'm not capable of speaking to technology in a natural way so i'll never use it i'll always press the buttons instead yeah i'm gotcha. in skyrim where you've got um you probably know the mod but dragonborn speaks naturally Absolutely. i've got it yeah one of my friends told I me just, about um, it and i got it it's amazing how transformative it is. You're only, it's not a proper conversation. You're just reading the lines. I know. Reading the lines, but then you're there all of a sudden. Yep. And it's, it's as, as we get some, some developments in AI to have more natural conversations, it's just, it's going to be massive. And it's almost not related to the virtual reality technology, but it also kind of is. <laughs> well, it's funny you mentioned that particular mod because um, we had an IT specialist from Australia in my Discord, Leeson. Shout out to Leeson. Happy uh, second kid, I think, too. But he, uh, he wouldn't shut up about it, man. He would not shut up about it. And I'm like, I, I use Dragon Natural Born Speaking for typing at times. And mm-hmm. now you don't even need that, right? It, I mean, there's so many programs. But I was like, hey, you know, it just doesn't interest me. And he wouldn't shut up about it. He's like, no, man, you don't even, you're not getting it. It's not, it's not what you think. It works. And he, he, he went on like long, all night long paragraphs. He's like, and then I did this. It's like, well, okay, I got to shut this guy up. So I'm just going to, you know, get it and check it out. And mm-hmm. No, he was right. He was right completely. I mean, even the first couple uh, visits, what's the first city in Skyrim? Is it River by the very small one down by the river? Yeah. yeah I know the one you mean. River, yeah. River by or Riverside. <laughs> but I went down there to talk to the, you know, the Smith's wife, the conversation you have all the time. And I was, mm-hmm. I felt like I was sitting next to a guy having a conversation. Like it was weird. And yes, you are reading the one of four options, but it never once failed either. Most likely because mm-hmm. it's not checking the full thing and that each one of those answers has a big enough difference in it that it can 99% of the chance always choose the right answer. But I was just yeah. like, yeah, we were attacked by a dragon, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, sh-. and then he would wait, you know, because there's the pause of you speaking and then. Mm-hmm. He would give his response, and I was like, "Whoa, that's way different than hitting A." You know, that's like that. It, it's a huge. It shouldn't be as good as it is, and I'm sure anybody listening that hasn't tried it is is like you were back then. Like that just sounds silly. I'm just going to press my A button, but no, it makes a massive difference. Makes to just a speak massive those words. difference. Yeah, it's it, probably one of the. Um, I would say, at least for me personally, the number maybe number one or two mod that I would require if I was going to do Skyrim VR. Like it's, it's that much of a game changer. And yeah. Yeah. Like I luckily, you know, he had a kid and he's got to take care of his stuff. So he's not in the discord anymore, but we like, I, I think I thanked him before he left. Cause I was like, dude, that's a, for me, that was a game changer. Once I saw it and used it the first time, I was just like, 
oh my god like meeting a bandit and telling the bandit you know like <laughs> i'm gonna fight yeah. is like oh yeah i'm gonna fight i also use frick a lot um i don't know mm -hmm. if, if you're a fan but frick to me is one of the best mods um so for people who are wondering what the hell that is um, basically it shows your full body. It allows for a lot of body interaction. I also have the one that uh, puts patches uh, or pouches on your body. So you can like grab a mm -hmm. knife out of your pouch and throw yeah. it, which by the way, if you guys haven't done that, you haven't played Skyrim in VR because it's amazing. But, um, I think I'm sold on needing to see my hands. And I, I saw this big thing with VR where some guys were like, actually, we found that not seeing your arms is better. And I'm like, listen, I played Batman experience and the first time I was able to see my arms boxing in the mirror, I was sold. And I want mm. to see my arms. So when I saw Horizon for PSVR 2, that was the first thing that really, really disappointed me, is seeing the lack mm. of hands and or, or lack of arms. So are you arms, first no thing. arms? I definitely prefer to have arms. And I definitely... So Horizon in particular, I think... Um, Sony are very aware that their first PlayStation VR made a lot of people feel very sick mm, and they're yeah. doing everything they can to right. make sure that it's as safe as possible. Yeah, probably. Um, and the, the arms thing, it can just be a bit jarring when it goes wrong. But no, I'm, I'm with you. I much prefer to much prefer to have them. I play with the same mods on Skyrim and you've got to have um, it's Higgs and Plank as well that go yeah. with it so you can, you can grab everything that you want to. <laughs> Dude, it's people don't realize it. When you're, and you're right, they're one of the full experiences, right? And so they're building mm -hmm. on something that's not fair to compare to others because it's they have all their quests done. Like that that kind of stuff isn't connected to the VR. And so maybe they should have, you know, I would have liked them to have charged 19 bucks or something, you know, but it is Bethesda. Um, but when you get these mods in where you're picking up skulls, you're moving them around, you're talking to people, you're throwing knives and casting spells with your voice, like shout for knives. instance. I throw cheese. You throw cheese? Yeah. I, well, I've thrown <laughs> yeah. skulls and candlesticks. And it is crazy because the uh, it already they you already can do damage with those in a lot of the mods. Mm -hmm. They figure that out. So the idea of being able to do that is awesome. So you could just have a bunch of cheese and throw it at enemies and do damage. It's that's what's great about it though, man. Is it it works. And some of those mods I've seen, even more now, I saw a guy do a shout mod where you can change the you sh you get a power to change the weather with a shout. Uh -huh. And I was just like, oh, man, that's awesome. And it's a high level. Like, you have to actually have played the game for a long time to get this shout. So it's not like a options mod that's just using voice. It's like you have to fight to get it. In fact, I'm pretty sure he's added a boss. And then you take that guy out and you get it as a shout. And now that sh and, and the shout is, of course, some old Nordic word that they've gone mm -hmm. and figured out might mean weather, whatever. But I, I just thought that was impressive you know there's so many of these amazing mods for skyrim fallout's got the same you know fallout uh, fallout 4 i know people didn't love it i i like it um maybe not as much as three but i mean i like it a lot uh but the mods help i mean the vr version of fallout 4 is much better than a v uh, a modded version of you know fallout 4 to me like I, the vr the mods, sells it the mods haven't reached the level of skyrim's mods though right or last time i played it they hadn't well they've got a ton and they've made some huge strides, but they had one thing Skyrim didn't, which it seemed to really cause a lot of people that momentary hiccup. Well, there's two. Graphically, it was far beyond Skyrim in the amount of, of, of buildings and construction and calling for people who are wondering what that is. I don't mean calling, but calling, which is where, you know, you're trying to remove anything a character can't see. Yeah. 
plain and simple, Bethesda games aren't great at it. And so you have buildings, which are even worse. And then you've got cells. So when this game's loading a cell, a Fallout cell can have buildings with thousands of things in every refrigerator. You know, not thousands, but you know, a ton of stuff in every. So mm-hmm. performance was bad. Um, somebody already months and months ago added fake, not fake FOV, uh, not fake foveted. Uh, it's a real foveted, but it's a filter. And so you can download like, I think it's like 100% and then 20 or 50% resolution 25 or 75, 50, 25. You can get all these different versions, which gives you a ton of performance back. And I've, yeah. you know, like anywhere from 20 to 40 FPS. But I think its biggest thing was tech, man, because scopes didn't work. Scopes was a big issue in that game when it first came out for VR. It, it, you Looking down the scope would be black. They, they No one could figure it out. And recently, maybe as recent as just a couple months, I saw somebody saying, okay, scopes now work. You know, And then mm-hmm. they patch it occasionally. Maybe not as much anymore, but they were patching it and screwing up the VR mods. That's scary. That's yeah. the worst feeling when you start steaming. It's like, there's a little update for Skyrim VR. Dude, I turn everything offline. Do I turn everything <laughs> offline, man. Everything. Like, when I get a good workable mod uh, system for Skyrim, I also copy it and save it on a different drive. So that's, like, one of the mm-hmm. first things I do is I, if everything's working, highlight every file, right-click, save on a different thing, call it, like, working vr for skyrim yeah. <laughs> and then date it and then play it and if they patch it i can always grab the stuff but yeah man um those games are great have you tried space games tried what space games yeah elite um elite oh, dangerous stuff I, like I thought you meant a game called space games like oh no i apologize i am um, no but that would be i cool. have tried elite it's too much for me i've also tried no man's sky these are the things where it's incredible and you go in there and it's incredible but it's so so big and i've still got skyrim to explore and i'm not sure how long i can fly through space um star wars squadrons for a quicker burst of space action as well is, is very fun while it works yeah. properly yeah. yeah are you a I, fan of the space sims yeah but i mean dude i don't know if i've ever landed correctly in elite in my life <laughs> i use uh voice command or voice attack now for a ton of stuff mm-hmm. um I use William Shatner's add-on because I'm a big Trek fan. Um, so, you know, he's talking about Nebula while you're flying around. That's just the coolest thing ever. It's just like movies, man, when, like, you know, the Enterprise will be like, this this Nebula is blah, blah, blah. And, dude, I'm blown away. You know, Worf is there. Data's there. Troy's there. And then you have SG-1 people there. You've got, you know, big mm-hmm. Doctor Who. I think one of the Doctor Who guys has done one. And we're talking, like, a shit ton of lines. Like, we're not a yeah. small number of lines. And so what I found, the best part about Elite is, uh, you know, you can already figure out the button presses for, like, let's say, landing properly. So that does it all. And it's nice to be like, you know, um, I can't, Astra is the computer. But be like, you know, Astra land, and it, it does it. And that way you can just explore with William Shatner on your side. And it's cool because <laughs> they had him record thousands of lines about random stuff. So you'll be like, what system am I in? And it's, he almost knows every system. And it'll be like, this is system 752 with a planet, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you're just like, that's incredible. A little less solitary feeling, too, because those games have a... We were talking about social, and I think Skyrim even feels this way at times, where you're just like, dude, I'm the only guy here. Like, there's Mm -hmm. the only living person here, and I think with VR, maybe that magnifies it. There's a solitary feeling that can pop up in Elite that feels almost sad. 
where you're like, damn. So No Man's Sky it's replaced that, there, right? Like space is big. Space <laughs> is big, yeah. And exploring it with somebody is what I like. Um, for example, Fallout 4, I have the arm mod that not only projects out the thing away from your arm so you don't have to, you know, crank, but it plays, mm -hmm. I downloaded like a, a mod that plays like, you know, 700 old um, Flash Gordon episodes that were on radio and stuff like that. So it's got its own radio Does it make you braver? Do you find virtual reality scary? Doesn't Fuck yeah, I find help. it scary, dude. <laughs> Resident Evil 7. Okay, so that's the thing. Resident Evil 7, I can I, I don't get scared in games. Like to me, I, I can enjoy them, but I'm not like, I don't jump scares. Some, in fact, a lot of people when I review games are a little mad at me because I'll be like, eh. And they're like, dude, come on. And it just doesn't hit me. Resident Evil 7, this old lady at the dinner table with the smoker's voice looking like a demon getting into my face was next level. I remember just being like, what the fuck? She's way too close to my face. Like, yeah, that part's awesome. But true scary, other than that, I don't feel that. I feel solitary. Um, so I find mods that fix that. No Man's Sky, of course, is multiplayer. But um, not scary, no. Other than Resident Evil oh, 7. I, I find it. I find everything scary. I'll be playing Skyrim and I'll be I'll be all confident as long as I've got a companion with me that can take care of it if things go <laughs> wrong. But if I haven't got my Triss Marigold, I'm like, oh, I'm going to be a bit careful through this cave. I don't know what's coming. Right, right. Um, yeah, do you like that? Bigger. Do you like, do you, oh, is that an add-on or is it actually a, um, you know, site negative or? Both. I, <laughs> that's difficult. I've not played Resident Evil 7. I'm going to get into some some proper horror stuff, but it is, like, it's so much more scary than playing a pancake. Like, like, that's what I call them, the, the flat screen games. So much more yeah, scary pancake than pancake is what games. We use, so, yeah. yeah, pancake games. To have that presence of enemies, like like you say, the, the lady in your face and anything else like that. Um, I'm not a coward. I'll get through them, but I, so, I guess it, it adds to it. <laughs> have you played Resident Evil 7 at all? I haven't, no. Then I won't ruin it. I'll just say, because I said it in the in the review of the original version too, there's a moment, you know, there's some great moments in that game in the Pancake where I love that game. But in VR, the people don't understand the sense of presence. And mm. uh, you know how we know they don't understand? Because they're assholes on Twitter. And if they were really right up face to somebody... They'd be the coward mm -hmm. that they are. And having to deal with people in real life all the time, you see that difference of of people using different social cues. Like, even if they're mad at you, there's different social cues mm -hmm. because you're there physically in their presence. There's a completely different world. And VR gets pretty, pretty close. Yeah, pretty close. Like, for example, <laughs> Fallout. I had a gun and okay, so I will say Fallout. I will say okay, Fallout's got the ghouls, right? Mm -hmm. Fallout Four can be a little scary because I did Darker Nights. I, I'm a little unhappy with Skyrim and, and VR. In, in fact, any game where the dark, for example, even Dragon's Dogma, my favorite, one of my favorite games of all time, was based around nighttime being dangerous and night was still blue, right? And you're mm -hmm. like, dude, if you've been camping, nights, night, like. Dude, you go five feet away from your camp, good luck, because you're probably going to die in the middle of the night. And uh, a bullet whizzed past my face, and I heard a ghoul, like, say something like, we're going to get you or whatever. And, you know, the ghouls have their voice modulated in that, and I did get mm -hmm. the shiver in the back. I was like, what the fuck? You know, because in the past, you just got one hand back, and you're just firing, or you're swinging your sword, and 
it's not a thing because a pancake version is it is it's just flat and what's weird to me i don't know if you felt the same vr is so much different than pancake but 3d does not become a middle ground for me it Three, really isn't no. it isn't the, the comparisons you hear them so often people just um associate virtual reality with 3d tv and there's there's no parallel yeah there <laughs> isn't is there i wonder why that is but because i don't it has it must have to do with that move you know your ability to move versus just a solid 3d picture where it still sits there but yeah, yeah I, i've told a lot of people that they're like should i start with uh 3d and i'm like mm, it's not really it's not it's just not the same thing i mean head tracking the moment you first move your head in head tracking you're like oh like that's it's sort of like a light bulb goes off. Um, mm. What would you say is the for what what's so ignoring Skyrim because those are you know they're they're sort of a different level. Is there any game in VR where like when you took the 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 headset off you were just like wow like even if it was a small yeah. game yeah so yeah I try to give diverse examples of the games that make it for me because i think there's an expectation everyone has that in virtual reality it's, it's going to be a first person experience always. right just, and it doesn't have like, to make sense absolutely doesn't have to be so there are games like that like the the walking dead saints and sinners in half-life addicts like obvious shouts those Good are games. brilliant brilliant games yeah um and i'll sit and play uh, racing sims like project cars 2 is the one that i started with dirt rally and things like that i can play those forever but again they're first person um but something Oh, I forgot my own example. Sorry, Moss. Moss. See, not a fan. Massively get along with 3D platformers in general. Oh, I got Um, you. Okay, okay, that makes sense. um, But I've got my own examples I like to give, and I've completely forgotten it. I'm going to say Demio, even though I've had very little experience with Demio. Very cool. Experience of just being around a table with someone talking and having a completely different perspective. Games just work like that. Like I mentioned. um, the um, defense grid game tower defense mm-hmm. that's completely different perspective that you just wouldn't think is a natural fit for virtual reality but it just is like everything seems to be a natural fit for virtual reality so yeah uh, you know what worked for me and i want to talk about saints and sinners because i'm playing number two right now and saints and sinners is a, well I'll, I'll talk about that first saints and sinners blows me away because dude it's very cl- it's not it's not a full game in the way the first one or the they're not a full game in the way Skyrim or Fallout are full games and i think mm-hmm. it would be un, it would be unrealistic to say they are but at the same time Saints and Sinners has got your quests it's got your interact your interaction your tenseness for searching and be, and being possibly caught traps so you have to go slow which i think is something a lot of people forget in a lot of games where it's just speed, 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 and you can run through it. But with Saints and mm-hmm. Sinners, they're like, no, there's going to be traps in places. There's going to be things you can bump into to create sound. So it's it's like State of Decay, where if you search quick or search slow, you have a different chance of alerting zombies. Um, I was really impressed with the first State of Decay. Or, or, sorry, the first um, Saints and Sinners. Saints and Sinners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was really impressed. It's, it's, it's that moment when you've got a knife in their brain and it doesn't quite want to come out. And it's like... This is amazing. I had a, amazing. I did a video called like 33,000 zombie kills, uh, just a rip off of the movie. I can't remember what it was, but it, they did zombie kill of the week, zombie land. And uh, mm-hmm. all it was, was just me laughing as I killed zombies in different ways. Of course it got demonetized, but 
the ways you can kill them and like I you know grabbing one head and being able to smash another zombie with their head is like mm -hmm. and they did a good job in Saints and Sinners. Again, I'm not quite sure why that isn't like the it's pretty premiere. It looks good. It runs very well. At least now it's got quests. It's got all the things you would expect. Maybe it's just zombies. It might just be because of zombies and people are a little burned out on zombies. But I, I'm surprised that game isn't talked about more because two is awesome too. Like so, and you've got an expansion for number one. What is that? Aftermath, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Saints and Sinners, man. Skydance Studios, I think is Saints yeah. and Sinners. And they, they're doing phenomenal work. In fact, I'm a little, um, what's the term? I'm a little excited to see them maybe step not step away from from doing saints and sinners because i think that could go on forever but i would like to see you know what other stuff you know they might try in other so, worlds maybe uh, so walking dead i've got a little video from a while ago where i was going around with spoons trying to kill zombies with spoons for as long as i could it's just it's did, were you able to? I love that game a lot. Were you able oh, to? Yeah, ever, you can, yeah. The spoons don't last very long, but you can yeah. get them right in there. Yeah. Oh, um, and the feeling, that's the thing, Saints and Sinners, um, you know, Skyrim and Fallout are the big experiences, but they are experiences still based on the pancake, on pancake games, games, right? Yeah. Saints and Sinners is not. And there's something, I remember, I think I grabbed in in my video, there was just all, it's just me laughing and talking to a friend who was here while we are playing, and then I just snipped it. But there's one time where like I grab a zombie's head and I think I busted it into the um into the fender and I remember just being like, mm -hmm. whoa, that's because a 2D game wouldn't have that anyway unless it was a button because that interaction doesn't work in the same way yeah. on a scripted versus that free flowing 360 degrees and Saints and Sinners, um, you know, since it looks good and since it's got those quests, it's it's sort of what would you call it like a a mini a, a light adventure. I guess, mm -hmm. you know, if you consider Skyrim. Yeah, not totally light, it's quite... It's well, it does have a lot. Dark, yeah. Oh, sorry, I meant yeah. light, L-I-T-E. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, because um, it's definitely it's dark. The interaction, so you talk about Skyrim being like this this massive game that I love and play all the time, but I also talked about Blade and Sorcery earlier. Um, yeah. The difference between, like, a game that's made for VR, and Blade and Sorcery is not finished by any means, and I mentioned the drag on the weapons making it quite difficult to hit things, but I door blade and sorcery it's brilliant 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 combat system but i was playing it um yesterday and i had a sword in one hand and a shield in the other i'm not good at this game by the way especially not on the treadmill it's quite hard but i had a shield in one hand and a sword in the other and there was a salad bowl and i thought i want to i want to fight something with that salad bowl i don't know why but this is just how i play virtual reality games and they suit my kind of chaos so i used the sword and pushed the salad bowl on top of the shield carried it around like this because I didn't have a hand free and then used a sword to flick it at an enemy somehow dropped my sword and ended up two-handed with the shield bashing, bashing enemy people's head in yeah and you just you can't imagine an interaction like that in a pancake game it's never going to happen um but that's reality you can just go and say hey I feel like doing this let's see if it works and it usually does so I love that about the native games the the kind of premier example like the pinnacle that people consider being Half-Life Alex. Yeah. Walking Dead Saints and Sinners does certain things a lot better than Half Life. Alex. It does. It does. That's a good point. <laughs> you're. you're go, yeah. go ahead. Do you have any examples that? Because uh, there's one so or two I have. Particularly, yeah. Particularly the melee stuff, like being able to kill a zombie with a spoon, being able to push things away. Half Life Alex lets you. It has physics interactions. It lets you do certain things, but it never gets quite as visceral. Yeah. As Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. Yeah, it's yeah. funny you mentioned that because uh, I loved Alex. Uh, I mean, that game mm. is you know it's a phenomenal game, but it's it's also 
it's also sort of restricted probably because they your character isn't like a random no-name merc fighting zombies it's a different thing and so yeah those interactions just aren't really there and it's it's less of a sandbox it's more of a Mm -hmm. here are very specific things that are going to work well where saints and sinners somehow is like here's a lot of shit that's probably going to work well and if it doesn't it doesn't matter because that's sort of the fun of zombie stuff. They move slow, so you can do things that don't work well. That's the fun of of fighting zombies for the most part. It's one of the reasons why, like, 28 Days Later and those movies change it up with faster-moving zombies. But at the same time, in a video game, the interaction and the slow dropping a mine or dropping something and seeing if a guy trips on it or something. You're just, like, looking to see what happens. Yeah. The sense of experimentation... And Saints and Sinners is probably one of the highest, if not the highest, in the in the full game realm to me. And taking items back to your base and like having them on the wall in your bus, mm-hmm. which by the way, a little creepy, an old man living in a bus, but whatever. You're in there, you got your shit on the wall, you go to sleep in the back, you have this base, and then you're able to use that to go out, you know, got the boats to travel out and all that kind of stuff. They didn't just stop there with like some mini quests either. They have, especially with the expansion, they have a full story, you know, like they've added mm-hmm. in, you know, m- myth. I guess. I don't know if you call it myth, but they've added in lore, I guess would be the easiest way. And you're actually fully doing something a little closer to Half-Life Alex, which is telling you that contained story. Half-Life Alex, though. Dude, their graphics are good. Yeah. I think that's the one thing like, man, I was really impressed with that game's graphics and it ran well which i was not expecting i guess i guess i was expecting Mm -hmm. the jank that you get sometimes and yeah that game was phenomenal but i played it once and i've played saints and sinners more than once i think that's another thing is like the if the experimentation is high you may have a chance of experience of wanting to jump in Blade and mm-hmm. Blade and Sorcery is one of them. Uh, there's the one where you're the assassin. Starts out with a bow. Um, it might actually have assassin in this name. There's a lot of those kind of games that have popped up for VR, and I think you only get like three or four that do it well, and then you get a lot of them mm-hmm. who like try to climb on. So, uh, Blade and Sorcery is one of the highest. There's also Gauntlet. I, it's not Gauntlet. I call it that because it mimics Gauntlet. Gorn. Oh, uh, mim- no, Gorn. Mm. Gorn is good. Gorn is very good. Uh, Trickster VR, which is a four-player. Uh, it's like Gauntlet, the old arcade game, but it's full. Th- you're in first person, and you have like the wizard, the warrior, and that kind of thing. And I thought that mm. that was well done. Um, talking about other games though that aren't in the same viewpoint, um, I agree that Moss Astrobot, you know, those mm-hmm. are those are difficult because it's not only VR, it's 3D, and so platforming in 3D is always a little shady, even in normal games, right? There's always somewhere. And and it, it it works great when it works great, or you get like Crash Bandicoot where you're like, I thought I, I, thought I hit that ledge. Like I really, and I think with Moss moving your head as well might add to that, you know, inaccuracy. It, it, yeah, it does. And it does, um, I, I do appreciate them. So there was um, Lucky's Tale as well was another one. And it's yeah, neat that you can like peer around these levels and, find the little details that they've hidden around but but they're still platform like 3d platform games and i've always i'm one of the only people in the world that doesn't appreciate mario 64 and any game that's come since like oh gotcha right right (laughs) yeah i mean well viewpoint matters um 
for various reasons. And I think some people, you know, whether it be you like immersion of first person or you like uh, being able to see your character, but it's a third person action game. And then there's platformers, which whenever a third person action game goes towards the platforming parts, I get less and less excited. Like mm -hmm. there's something about it where I'm like, it's not, it's not that I don't like it or that it's not good. It's just for whatever reason, I think we all have specific things that sort of attract us, whether it be visually or whatever. And you look at it and you're just like, this isn't as, it's just not, it's not floating my boat, you know, for whatever reason. I liked Moss. Mm -hmm. um, there were a couple side ones. I played a lot of the, uh, uh, the emulator for the SNES and Game Boy that lets you look. It turns every pixel game into 3D. What the hell was that game? Uh, it's an emulator. Well, not every game. It turns some games. I know the one you mean. I know the emulator. I can't remember what it's called. And I thought um, that that was quite impressive it. from a, um, wow, you can do that in VR kind of way. It wasn't impressive mm -hmm. in the, you know, like, I want to play it forever kind of way. But you were mentioning racers. And I got to tell you, Dirt, man, holy fuck. If there's yeah. any game that can destroy my motion sickness medicine... It's dirt. Dirt already was shaky because they're so big on um, the physics of bumps. I mean, it's a rally game, and rally's my favorite oh, racing of all time. I get sick. That's a weird one, though. It has a, an unusual setting in the options menu that makes a huge difference on motion sickness. What's it called? So I really can't remember. But it's, is it, um, um, is it in the, the it... motion sec sickness settings or the accessibility settings? It's it, oh, it's been such a long time. Okay, but I remember well, I'll racing it through it and going, "Wow, I feel sick." And then changing this one setting, interesting. It changes the way that your head is like relating to the bumps on the road, but it just no shit everything for it. Really? So, okay. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll check that out because I also played it early. Maybe they didn't have it, or maybe I just didn't. You know, sometimes you can just not notice them because I'm such a I'm such a rally fan. And dirt, mm -hmm. I thought I thought the dirt series overall was cool, but rally, dirt rally was like, oh, and then. You know, Project Cars game had a lot of issues, but as a VR jump into a car and race, pretty pristine, man. Like, you know, yeah. crank up the number of racers if your PC can handle it, you know, and jump out there. Make it rain. Make it just, rain. Just, just look at the rain. Yeah. And adjust your set. One time I got in and adjusted my seat setting so my head was slightly above the car. I did, you know, or you get that glitch where you're like outside the car and you're like, what's happening? But it, overall, that game is very, another full game that was ported to VR in that aspect and did a good yeah. job. Did a but Racing games are such an obvious fit, which is why I'm so angry at Microsoft. I know. You ever talk, are we talking Forza? Oh yes. I, I don't, I don't even understand. I just don't get it. I don't even uh, ignoring their own VR. I don't know why they ha that hasn't been ported. Moment one. I mean, you could sell a billion, a billion headsets that way. Mm -hmm. I I just I don't think it's ever going to happen. I I don't know. It's one of those. I don't know. If they did Forza Horizon Five, if they added VR to it, and it obviously wouldn't. Like, I'm not trivializing the work, but it wouldn't be a huge right. Like, no, it wouldn't. Task. It wouldn't it fits. Yeah, already, and I would play that game forever, forever yeah. and ever and ever. So. Yeah, it's weird too because the Forza games. You know, I don't know if you remember, but I remember when the first Horizon came out. It was uh, 720p, 30 FPS. They used uh, uh, they used their own version or a new version at that time, I guess, of anti-aliasing. And I remember mm -hmm. I was a big Forza fan. I was like, you know. 30 FPS, you know, uh, I'm not quite sure. Race anywhere, what does that even mean? And then played it and was like, oh, I get what it means. It means mm -hmm. awesome sauce. And I still love Forza, <laughs> uh, gener you know, racing for, I love Forza. 
both of them, but for completely different reasons. And there is something so amazing about Forza flashing your lights at a car. Dude, I'll race all my friends. You'll see a drive Atari, your friend come by and you're like, you ain't getting by me, brother. And you go over <laughs> and you flash your lights and you're like, let's race. And maybe they haven't raced in two years. It doesn't matter because their drive is still in your game. And um, it's such a, especially this last two, they have so many different locations. The game runs now so well that having those in VR would be, at, at minimum, it would allow Microsoft to have a step into VR, at the very least to test if people wanted it. And maybe this new Forza, maybe the new official one will have VR capability because Microsoft also owns Windows. Like, that's the thing that always bothers me is it's like, dude, why are you not doing this? It's on the main, it's your main platform is PC. I don't get it. Yeah, but see, they've always talked like they were. So obviously, initially, at one point, they were talking about bringing it to Xbox. And then they said, we don't want to do that until this, that, or the other. But they always said that they'll support it in the PC space and see where it develops. But for me, they actively hold it back in the PC space. I, I agree. I agree. Because you've got like the obvious examples like Forza, like of course it should have virtual reality. Of course it should. It's such an obvious fit. But they also buy up all the studios that were supporting virtual reality. So are we going to get Starfield VR like we had Fallout and Skyrim? No. Uh, are um, In Exile going to make another Mage's Tale VR? No. A Ninja Theory going to make another Hellblade VR? No. Yeah, <laughs> see, that does bother me too because um, Bethesda has shown a desire to port, maybe not make it perfect, that's for sure, but a desire mm. to port their big two. Um, and you three, are... Big three. Big... Did Doom, they... Fallout, and Skyrim. What was the other one? Doom. No, I mean for VR. Or is Dune in VR? Yeah. Doom. Yeah, there's, there's Doom Oh, VR Doom, I'm sorry. I, I, and... I thought you said Dune. <laughs> <laughs> like do, the <laughs> Atreides. And I was like, what? I'm downloading that. Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Do, and which was good, by the way, uh, even though hectic. Um, but and, and hard to do in VR, let's be honest. That game was hard to do mm -hmm. normally. So in VR, you got to really mess around. But it's it's cool that it's there. You're absolutely right. I forgot. Um, I do agree. Man, I don't know. I I hope that Microsoft is as hands off and they certainly, I do know a couple of people who work at companies that have been bought by them and they are hands off for sure. Mm -hmm. um, I do hope that Bethesda is still looking at Starfield and saying, listen, it won't be No Man's Sky. It'll be Starfield VR. And Microsoft, on the other hand, I do believe they hold stuff back for whatever reason, maybe wanting to see where everything's going. They certainly... Uh, have no issue cutting hardware because they were going to do a streaming device and decided, hey, it doesn't make mm -hmm. sense, which I think fits because Fire Stick is like 24 bucks and I stream GeForce Now on it. So it's like, how do you yeah. fit? Why would Microsoft even worry about it? Instead, get your cloud working. Um, you know, are they looking at VR cloud? Because I never thought VR cloud was going to be a thing. And I, I think we talked about this prior to starting the podcast, but I've been messing around with v VR cloud and it's working. Which yeah, is I'm very surprised by that. Mind blowing. <laughs> yeah. And it's there are gonna be some games that will always have an issue. And I've got a particular setup for my VR helmet. You know, it's a, it's I've got its own band on the you know, blah blah blah. You can still mm -hmm. plug it in though if you wanted at your home desk and still do remote VR if you wanted. But um, you know, maybe they're looking at that. I don't know. I, I if we don't get a Starfield VR then then probably we're in deep shit for like the, it, it the upsets me like, i don't think that we are going to get it i really don't and i really would like to 
So I totally understand Microsoft's stance on not bringing VR to the Xbox. Like by all means, it's not it's not their strategy. They're yeah. they're trying to bring everything to everyone with minimal barriers, and that's not what VR is. VR is huge barriers <laughs> yeah, for just right, the true. most enthusiastic people. So yeah. I get that they don't want to do it there, but please stop holding it back in the space where it, it works. <laughs> right, right, and the in in a place where it's simply more excitement. Like if the VR hmm. doesn't work. For example, Fallout 4 VR wasn't great when it launched, nor technically with Skyrim. It had some issues, but it didn't mm -hmm. like magically stop Skyrim or Fallout from being popular. And doing Doom VR di certainly didn't stop Doom and Doom Eternal from being incredibly popular. There, it's simply an, an addition that seems to fit. And um, on the other hand, admittedly, Bethesda games, you know, are as buggy as No Man's Sky was day one. Mm -hmm. So you know, will they wait a year, which is completely possible too. Will they wait for, you know, are they waiting on a technology? You know, Microsoft has their own HoloLens stuff. They, they seem to be, they have WMR, but they're, they certainly wanted HoloLens to do something it didn't do. Microsoft, that's the cool thing about Microsoft. They're every other small company that experiments, but at a grand scale that is unbelievable. Their experiments mm -hmm. are like, HoloLens for the army, ah, uh, didn't work. HoloLens for arcades, didn't work. And Microsoft just keeps plugging away. So there's somebody in there that does see it as the future. It's just... They, they haven't killed Windows Mixed Reality, have they? It's still a thing. It still functions. Still thing. It but... still functions. It's still a thing. It's got its issues, but VR, here we are talking on a VR podcast. But I mean, I'm the first to admit, almost no experience I've ever done in VR is perfectly seamless. Because even in pancake games, I don't have perfectly seamless moments. I'll get a stutter in a game, and I'm running a 4090. I'll be like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. like, and then it'll just go away. Like, All right, whatever. Uh, VR is just more noticeable, right? You get a stutter in VR, and you're like, rut row. <laughs> it, it, it can cause you to be pretty ill pretty quick. Um, with uh, uh, First of all, actually, I got to get through these. I, I want I, Real quick, I want to answer some of these questions because I got a bunch. Um on the topic of backwards compatibility, if new VR systems are announced, do you expect to see backwards compatibility because PSVR did not have it? PSVR 2 does not have it, I think is what they're saying. Yeah, I think going forwards we will, but the PlayStation VR, the first PlayStation VR was a, a big difference in how it functioned. Most of the, You have to remember most of the games on the PlayStation VR were designed primarily, the control scheme was a, a DualShock controller. Yeah, right. True. Move was optional, and every game's fundamental control scheme was based around a controller. Um, so I'm not surprised or even disappointed that that's not back compat, but I hope that Sony will very, very thoroughly and generously explore actually properly converting the good games from the PSVR library to have proper PSVR 2 functionality. Because I don't want to, I don't really want to use a dual sense. I don't want to play the um, the best of the PSVR games in the way that they were on the PSVR generation. I yeah, want to have hands. True and play them properly. So if they need to do that bit of extra effort on a per game basis, go for it. Yeah, I'll be a little harder and say that if the 20 games they had shown look good in any way, shape, or form, I wouldn't feel this way. <laughs> um, Sony is known for this with their peripherals every time. I feel like they're just known to release crap games, and then they it's like they just want to see if somebody's interested in the core they don't care about the other stuff. Luckily, we got Horizon. Even more luckily, we have No Man's Sky, which is a third-party mm -hmm. company, but they've stated that they will be ready. Of course, they were on the Switch, so if they if they can put it on the Switch, they can put it on, and it works on the Switch, so it's, like, pretty mind-blowing. Um, if, if they had announced some, for example, 
I personally was hoping for a Killzone VR game, a full game. Be like, mm -hmm. dude, we're going to launch to PSVR 2. Killzone 3 was the last game. Now we got Killzone 4. PSVR 2 cranked that thing like Half-Life Half Alex. You know, like, here you go. This is your reason for paying almost $1,100 if you want a PS5 and a PSVR 2. Like, that's mm -hmm. a lot of fucking money. Um, so I'm a little bit more negative on it. But I didn't think about what you had said, which was that there are a lot of the control scheme issues and making it just be backwards compatible and you're playing that game and you're like, yeah, this controls like shit, you know, or it doesn't control gate. That is a true thing. Like that is, that is for sure a thing. Yeah, Sony probably doesn't it's want not do. even just like it's the controller in your hands, but they also had like, if you moved like half a meter to the left, it would tell you you were out of range of the camera. Yeah. So there's things like that, that the challenges that maybe they could beat, but there are not that many good PSVR games. And if it is more effective to, to bring them forwards properly, yeah. That I'm all for it. It's, it's a different thing to talk about, um, like the games that they are bringing and whether they're good enough and whether Sony will continue to support it after like a couple yeah. of years because they kind of died off on the, the first PSVR. They never really got those first party games coming out and, and selling that thing. And they do need to do that this time around. So, yeah, I, I mean, I wonder if that's why we're looking at No Man's Sky and what really Sony's doing is just saying, you know, instead of buying a $1,500 PC and a $500 headset. You can buy an $1,100 combined, and we're going to have some PC games known specifically for PC that are now on the PSVR, which does make, I mean, that does make sense. I do think it's a different thought process, though, too, of where you sit and how you engage with a console versus a PC. And it'll be really interesting to see how many people, other than hardcore, want a VR in the living room in that way. I think a lot of people still have their PC and their VR separated from their console. And so you, Sony's mm. got to say, Sony's got to figure out a way to push it, you know, to be like, no, it can be both. Um, and here's why. They were already knowing about that with the ability to pipe out your video to the monitor so other people can see it. But they're going to need some of they those do, big titles, you know. They do have, like, an almost unexpected um, advantage in that PC VR has been very quiet for a long time now. Absolutely. So they're... They have um, a fairly unique power proposition to be able to deliver. Like they're the biggest contender right now. The biggest things on the market are standalone headsets. So to have this box that can push graphics properly does does make it quite an interesting VR proposition as well. So. Ever tried to sell somebody on VR? It's so difficult. You show them a video of like your game, which is running at low res on a pancake, half of one eye, you know. And you're trying yeah. to cut it right for OBS, for streaming, or for your video. And you're like, dude, it's not, it's so tough, man. It's, and it's tough for PSVR right now because even when they showed Horizon, people were like, yeah, it looks awesome because it's Horizon. But as a PSVR fan, I looked at it and wasn't like, wow, the graphics look good. I was like, oh, actually. It's one of those things as well. They um, So the PSVR 2 obviously supports this foveated rendering. Yeah. How do you translate that to a YouTube video? dude other than see that's the thing graphically it is i love the pipe out that they do i and, and they did it with the uh, original where you could pipe it out of the screen so you could get yeah. that i think that's amazing but natively most vr games run at less detail than you know and horizon for mm -hmm. example forbidden west is unbelievable looking like that game is like when you're playing it you're just like what the this is, I mean, this is legitimately impressive looking. We are there mm -hmm. graphically, but the the VR, I certainly could tell that there were corners cut just 
for VR. You know, something that we all deal with. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I don't know, man. It's going to be, it's going to be hard to sell past the hardcore. Other than this, Sony has a tendency to promise and not deliver, and no one really holds them as accountable as everybody else. And so they could also just say, here it is. And if it doesn't catch on just like PSVR one, they're like, well, all right. And they just move on. Mm -hmm. um, I think the amount that they've got, they priced it at the enthusiast level, which is probably pretty smart. So people who get it are probably going to be pretty, either pretty unhappy, which is expected or very happy, which is selling it to others by telling them and showing them. And, and that's another thing. I don't know if I'd want to invite a friend over to show him VR with COVID. I, it sounds weird, but it's like, that's another, we don't do as many impersonal thing or personal things here still, even now. So it's like me trying mm -hmm. to sell it to a friend is even more difficult now, other than just talking I, it up. I don't think anyone would want to wear my headset on their face. I sweat quite a lot when I'm running around. Uh, yeah, dude. <laughs> dude, you know, it's like sitting in a movie theater that, you know, switched out the movies quicker than normal. And you sit and there's the warmth there or sitting in a public restroom and there's mm -hmm. the warmth of another man's faceplate. Faceplates get sweaty. They get smelly. They get like already humid. You know, that's that's why I'm happy when they some say, of these are putting fans in. When they say, like, um, you're playing Skyrim and they're like, oh, go and see the Greybeards. It's like 7,000 steps up a mountain. That was 7,000 steps up a mountain for yeah, me. Yeah, for My you. Says, no, was, nice. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, true. And uh, you always look like a fool, too. The best parts is, like, you know, I'll, 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 I'll think I I remember back in the day I, I would bring my um, WMRs out because I, I found an extender that worked for them. And so we played Star Trek and, you know, we all we were having such a blast. And, uh, I got up to get something to eat and I watched them playing and I was like, man, you guys look like fucking idiots, which <laughs> it sounds weird, but that does matter. It, uh, it, mm -hmm. it There is a coolness factor that VR has for the player that does not extend whatsoever to anybody watching. And in fact, is yeah. the nerd, the atypical nerd you heard of 20 years ago in their, you know, you not mm -hmm. so much. I mean, maybe more so because you're on the treadmill, but not so much in that you're very active and people can see that, which is a plus. People don't, they're not going to combine it with that solitary guy sitting alone. I mean, you're running around on your treadmill, which is another thing we need to see in VR is how do we mimic movement? I, I don't know if you saw mm -hmm. the very cool AI. I'm, you know me, like I love AI. I saw the very cool one where they meta was testing your uh, headset jiggle and was able to mimic movement. Once they measured a person's height, they were able to mimic movement by just the person doing this. And I thought that was very cool. And they were trying to figure out how to have movement without, you know, yeah. walking, turning, walking, turning, you know, which is unfortunately the way, what we're stuck with now. Um, movement's a big deal, right? Like it always, it, really is. it either feels horrible or it feels great, but both have their negatives, even if it feels great. You're tired, 7,000 steps. A lot of people aren't going to mm -hmm. want to do 7,000 fucking steps. In Absolutely not. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, can you imagine? If, it, yeah. I, I mean, I, I love the, I love that kind of stuff. Like to me, uh, VR, the table tennis and the tennis games. Oh, dude, getting up a sweat in Beat Saber or whatever is awesome. But then mm -hmm. you're also listening to yourself and you're like, so anyway, I was playing a, there's a <laughs> yeah. Fist of the Dragon, a super cheap boxing game on VR where Bruce Lee's holding some pads. And I've worked pads all my life. And I can tell you right now, 
I got done and I was like sore shoulders, beat up, tired. And I was like, oh man, I'm glad somebody didn't see me do that. <laughs> like, cause you're also <laughs> flailing around, right? It's not the same as, you know, you can't look cool on a YouTube video and cut it and slice it up like the rock. Um, go in here. So that's what we think about backwards compatible. Uh, it, it's, we'd like it, but I agree. Uh, I agree definitely with Asa that, I don't know. It seems like that's going to be a difficult road to hoe. Jesus Crust says, VR question, what's the best VR headset on the market right now from a price to performance ratio? And then he asks the second question. So price to performance. See, that's the problem. VR is not, I don't rate VR on performance. I rate VR on comfort and uh, I guess resolution is performance. Mm-hmm. What and content. for you? There's, there's big differences in content. Oh, dude, huge! Yeah, so. stores. You mean like what you can play easily? Yeah. You can do revive on the WMRs, but it doesn't always work. Yeah. So for you, mm-hmm. uh, how would we rate that? Uh, what, how about this? What gets? What can get you the a great experience in VR for the cheapest? Maybe is that? I mean, does that work better as a question? Yeah, I mean, the the entry level for VR for me is still the Quest Two. Yeah, I would in agree. terms of content library and quality it is a good device and you can use it in a lot of ways yeah um and i think it's not cheap but the playstation vr2 is going to be a very enticing higher level entry point to vr yeah i would say i mean i have i have all of them and i would say if resolution matters the reverb's insane and it's it's now less than the quest 2 which is mind-blowing um but you oh, had an amazing Black Friday sale over there, didn't you? For yeah, that. It dude, two fifty. Two fifty. I got two. I got two just to give to family <laughs> members. Um, so, uh, but the Quest Two is standalone and doesn't look bad standalone. I play Contractors religiously. Contractors has now in mods for friggin' Star Wars Battlefront, the original Xbox game. They've added in mods. All the maps, not all the maps, but tons of maps for Call of Duty are in there. Contractors, you can get into a game with bots in like 40 seconds and uh it looks pretty damned good on the quest too so uh, yeah pico i like the picture better and the setup mm-hmm. is very close to the quest too it's super easy uh but their store is is smaller um on the other hand they can stream that's another thing if you have a pc or not is a big deal because like quest yeah. 2 does it all standalone big store and you can stream it where the Pico has a better screen, Pancake um, can do streaming, but does not have a great store. Stores are a big, I mean, being able to just push a button and buy something and, and, and Facebook's onboarding now, other than the Facebook thing, you know, two different, you know, depending now you've got the removal of the Facebook account and stuff, but their onboarding is pretty friggin' amazing on the Quest 2. Like, with the voice to text yeah. stuff, with all of those, what would you call them? Like ease, uh, what's quality of life? Quality of life is very good. Um, yeah, probably Quest 2. What is Quest 2 now? Three ninety nine. They raised the price. I think it's gone back up to three ninety nine. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a shame. Obviously, that was obviously much cheaper like six months ago. But have we seen it's hardware still... raise in price other than cryptocurrency causing GPUs? Because I swear to God, this is the first time I've ever heard of a company raising the standalone price of something. It's yeah, it's really, really unusual, and I'm pretty sure it's the reason. Um, I don't think the the PlayStation VR two price is what they were hoping for when they were building that thing. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, true. I think they they had a, a price in mind. I think the way that Sony always build hardware, they have a price in mind and they build the hardware up to it. And then with their their VR headset, 
they did that and then went, oh, we can't anymore. So yeah. it is what it is. Um, yeah. Do you think the optic, I mean, we've seen, uh, if anybody watches the podcast, you know, I'm talking all the time about, you know, the various companies in China, suicide nets, you know, all the creepy mm. stuff that happens in China where they're just working their people to the bone to give you the headsets that you enjoy. Obviously now that's all been impacted and we saw optics raise in price, a couple other things. Do you believe that that's probably why we saw the price go up for Meta? Was literally sourcing was the issue? Literally, I do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sure it was a painful thing for them to do. Like, they obviously didn't want to sell less, and they're obviously going to sell less. <laughs> yeah, and dude, I, I was telling everybody about it at the price it was at. Because at the price it was mm -hmm. at, it was... See, that's the thing, dude. How many times do you truly get a deal? It's very rare. It's very rare that you e that you get into something and go, I feel... I think cars, can you can get that. A lot of times you can find a car and you can be like, dude, for the price, I'm really happy with this, but I haven't seen it for PCs in a long time or anything. There's always a piecemeal, <laughs> right? There's always something piecemeal. But with that Quest 2, man, I was like, this is, uh, it, it became an impulse purchase for me where I was like, okay, this just, now it doesn't make any sense at this price. You know, it's got FOV, whatever, you know, VR cover will give you a little FOV back. It's got its own speakers. It's got, it's good store. You jump in. That thing was awesome, but you add a hundred dollars to it. Boy, does that change everything? Like it's a massive change. Yeah. It was it was in that Series S territory where it's like yeah, that's a good a point. When you're standing about, and that, now it's not. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Like Series S, when you see it, and it's like, oh, it's got a year of Game Pass, and it's got this, and it's got that, and you're like, okay, this is like that. That's just happening now. Yeah, um, yeah. The reverb when they dumped the price on that, that was that was spectacular because that system, you know, it'll probably work forever, even. Uh, you know, Steam VR's got its own thing. WMR's there. OXR, whatever the other one is, is there. Yeah. You could, you'll be able to get those running forever. So people got a good deal on that. But uh, the second question that uh, actually Cheezus had was, is there a, another recommendation for a game that is not called Beat Saber or Half-Life Alex? And we'll put the add-on rule there. We can't say Skyrim or Fallout. Um, it, sounds to, it sounds to me like uh, Blade and Sorcery might be the one you'd tell people wow, saints and sinners as well but um, oh, yeah, it depends if you're talking like i'd recommend things differently depending on whether it's like a first time game if this is your introduction to what virtual reality is as opposed to like you're a seasoned player and you're looking for something new to try um oh, i should have i should have considered my answers before i said that so first time player if i think if you just want to give someone a headset and say try this and see what you think blade and sorcery is probably a brilliant bet you'd have yeah. to do a little bit of setting up for them rather than um like put them in at the loading screen you'd have right. to get them into one of its little arenas get the sandbox going and say there you go like see what you can kill that's probably good fun um if you're looking for more depth though it's got to be saints and sinners and i think saints and sinners 2 is out today it is on the quest yeah. mm -hmm. yep on the, and then I, later I on surprised. the ps yeah um and the, hopefully the um the pc store is supposed to be this year as well oh sorry right? that's on what Steam. i meant pc vr yeah yeah. That's what I need. That's where I need to play it. But those games are just incredible. So if you haven't played it, if you're looking for like the pinnacle of VR, those are so, so good. They really are. It, um, I would probably say Saints and Sinners um, just simply because it's an awesome middle ground. It's not your full dive in, uh, you know, Skyrim style game. And it's not a, it's not a super simple game, but at the same time, you can you have all this interactivity. It's sort of the best example of VR interactivity that you can get easily. Plus it sells itself with its own lore because it's like, if you know, walking dead, you're, you already sort of know, it doesn't have to go out of its way to, you know, 
give you a bunch of lore or anything like that and it's also not super shallow um before you've never seen the walking dead like it's zombies isn't it they're they're gonna try and eat your brains yeah yeah so and the bad guy and the good guy is pretty easy to identify in that one um Mm -hmm. before you were leaving one of the things i was saying uh was i i have really started to i've always liked them but i've really liked a lot of the vr um table tennis and tennis games for some reason yeah I don't know why. I I adore one them. Of the first things I played when I got the um the touch controllers on the the TV one, it was I can't remember which table tennis was. There's um there's Elven table tennis, which is yeah. one of the big ones, but there was a different one that I played, which was also very very good. And I was having a great time playing table tennis. And it's then, um, it's so dumb because I don't like I I don't have I don't I like tennis in real life. I love it um as a sport, mm-hmm. but I don't table tennis. I'm like whatever. But man, they. I, maybe it's because it fakes you being good because I can tell. I'm like, dude, seriously, I'm sure I wouldn't be hitting the table this many times, <laughs> right? Like, maybe it maybe it fakes Definitely you out. that confidence base. It feels nice. Yeah, but yeah. But at the end of it, I was like, um, I was so convinced that I was playing table tennis that I went to put the controllers down on the table. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've, I've broken one set of controllers by trying to put them down on absolutely nothing. Yeah, broke a ring. Um, speaking of that, before we get to the other questions, I've been... Oh man, I'm glad I'm I'm glad we were talking about this. You got the Quest Pro, which got a great improvement on uh, on your tracking by using its own cameras. Mm-hmm. But I also got a shout out, Pico man, dude. Their ring for tracking is vertical over your thing, over your hand, so you can touch them without any rings mm-hmm. touching. And I got to tell you, man, that is such a breath of fresh air to not have to worry about those damned UFO rings. On and and it's actually one of the reasons why when I got to hold the PSVR two I was not super happy because the rings get in the way for a lot. Uh, reloading weapons, you know, it depends also on how you reload a weapon. If you're reloading, you know, in an actual draw position versus like down, you can click yeah. those fucking rings. And I'm always nervous about breaking rings, but I got to shout out Pico, man. They 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 did a spectacular job. It also puts the weight over your hand. There's nothing like holding the controller out there's no it feels like it's your hands moving and i really mm-hmm. like the quest going with cameras tracking as well i think that moving away from the big perpendicular rings is the best way to do it expensive way to do it but yeah true <laughs> true i mean you know you wonder how much have you ever done this where you're like how much does this cost because sometimes i'm like dude this couldn't have cost this much uh, for the index, for example, I'm like, seriously, it's, mm-hmm. th- you know, 300 or whatever, if you want to buy those and I've got a pair and I've used them like twice. And then I'm like, oh, you know what? Not exactly as groundbreaking as I thought they were. Um, but what is groundbreaking to me actually is adjustments to the ring or adjustments to having no rings at all and using yeah. cameras and tracking. I think that's phenomenal. But it is like when you look at it, it's just a controller and it's got three cameras and a mobile phone processing chip in each one. It's like, oh, this is an expensive way to solve a problem. Yeah. But it does solve the problem. (laughs) Yeah, it does. And it makes it so that um, and the problem so that people understand, especially with some of the older systems, you know, it depends on where they put their cameras. But like WMR in particular, some headsets had few issues. Some had a ton because of where their cameras were tracking those, you know, or mm. even PSVR one, but tracking that when it was behind your back playing Beat Saber or whatever, um, most of these companies must have picked up on it because they're all looking at other ways to do it, which is, you know, I think phenomenal. It, it's funny because it's it's a thing that people, in one sense, people think that it's worse than it is. 
on the inside out headset. It's like the the Windows Mixed Reality ones are probably um, more prone. They're they're prone to problems, but they're actually very, very capable when you're using like 95% of the things that you would do in VR. When your hands are in front of you and you can see them, they behave exactly as you'd expect and it's fine. Where I found those um, more of a problem was... um, like when you're playing a, a Skyrim or a Blade and Sorcery and you're holding something, but your hands are relaxed. Yeah. And you'd see a blade in your field of view. Yeah, and at some right. point, you'd lose track of the hands and then the blade would be like... Yeah, trying to figure out what the hell was going on in your world. As soon as you need them, it's fine. As soon as you're hitting stuff, your hands are picked up again. But there are these little moments that... And because it's because it's virtual reality and because you're there and because it's your arms, it just that momentary it just takes you out of it for a moment when you you remember like, oh, yeah. So it's it's... That's it why it's always surprised me that the game creators haven't just said, okay, we're going to have a buffer, like a, a small buffer frame where it checks the last visual point where your sword was. And if it stopped tracking the sword, that's fine. You're just mm-hmm. going to hold it there. So if you can see the bare tip of your sword down below you and then you moved it way back here, no worries. That's where it's going to be. Even if you swing above, it's just going to switch to there. So it's not going to be. And instead, they didn't do that. With WMR, for me, the big huge game changer, massive game changer, was they warn you, don't use USB 3, and a lot of people do, but USB 3 as a co- as a protocol is noisy versus USB mm-hmm. one, uh, USB 2 and 1. Well, what I did was I got a Bluetooth dongle and put it on the end of a $5 Amazon Basic USB extender, and I got it mm-hmm. away from my PC. Night and day, man, all jitter's gone. All anything is gone and those things are rock solid other than what you said which is just that that is a thing um a huge bonus in and now whenever i talk to somebody and i do talk the reverb up a lot that's the first thing i mentioned is i was like always add five bucks to or, or ten bucks to your purchase five dollar bluetooth dongle and get that or you know to I get it exactly away. the same I've, yeah. I've still i've got a reverb it's not plugged in at the moment but it is a good headset and i did the same thing with the bluetooth and the extension but i need to ask you about wires i, I know we're running through questions but i've got to ask oh, yeah. you how do you play VR? Do you sit down or do you stand up? Uh, everything. So I if it is it a all. standing game, though, you would you would favor standing up if it is a standing game? Pretty much, yeah. And how do you deal with the wire? I don't give a fuck. I know mm-hmm. it's a big deal. One of my friends, Reg, on our podcast, um, dude, he hates them. Like, and once he went Quest, he was like, oh, it's always going to be wireless. Hey, I love wireless. And I don't see the uh, the compression as much as a lot of people. I have a good wireless mm-hmm. system. There is some compression issues that can pop up. Don't even bother me. So wireless is great. Um, reverb, on the other hand, one thing people need to remember is the reverb has a different wire type than the others. And it's stiffer. And it can definitely mm-hmm. pull on your headset. It can definitely, but I extended those too. It took a while, but I did find an extender when I reviewed it. I found an extender and I extended the uh, the dual port, the actual video, and I extended the USB. To, uh, I got them to 32 feet was the maximum I could get. Yeah, I, so I've got this. I had the whole, um, I had the whole ceiling oh, yeah, the, system. Oh yeah, right, to, to right. keep them out of the way. And I thought, I thought this is great. I don't mind. Like, I can deal with the wire, even if it's not got a pulley system. Even if I just have to step over it occasionally, yeah. it's not a big deal to me. I'm not that bothered about having a wire. And then I got into playing it without a wire. Right. And I, I see, I'm different to you. And this is why I ask you because you've obviously sampled all of these things and can come to your your conclusion on it. But for me. I really would struggle to go back to a wire apart from like a racing sim or something where you're not turning, but yeah, 
no i, I get it why are a bit of a deal breaker it's my yeah. biggest concern for the psvr2 <laughs> yeah and the psvr2 you know it was brought up in every preview of the people that i know and sort of trust and i don't mean trust like blindly i mean that they look mm -hmm. at things and that they understand yeah it's sony but i'm not gonna fillet them and be like this is perfect mm -hmm. it's still got a wire and even a fucking monofilament wire would almost be worse because you could really snap that thing like in some ways you want a wire that you sort of know is there so that you don't fall over it but at the same time you don't know is there i totally agree with you i think wireless is the way to go i've got the vi or i've got the uh, quest 2 you know i do wireless anyway quest 2 wireless hasn't really been um the dongle, I mean, their special dongle hasn't like been groundbreaking mm -hmm. compared to my normal. I have a very good router and sort of a channel setup. Um, yeah. uh, wireless is great, dude. I, I it, it's mind blowing how many gigabytes of data though needs to be transferred for a ninety or seventy two. If you um, some people have no issue with seventy two, I'm not really particularly bothered by it. But seventy two frame dual, you know, dual eyepiece. Yeah. That's a lot of data, man. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> But at the same time, specifically on the PlayStation 5, though, the equivalent is a single USB-C cable. Yeah. Which is, like, data-wise, very, very similar to the Wi-Fi 6 chip that's sitting in the thing. It's yeah. Like, yeah, well, their Wi-Fi 6... Uh, I'll tell you... To tell you how bad their Wi-Fi chip set is, I bought a thing uh, from a company... It's not Astro's. I can't remember what it is. What it is is uh, its own Wi-Fi 6 channel and it's purely for consoles. And what it does is it fools the console into thinking it's a, a LAN cable. So mm -hmm. I have Wi-Fi 6E, got it maxed out. I mean, 14 gigabyte, I've got a brand new router, the brand new routers. And I quadrupled my PS5 download speed by using this, by simply using the LAN chip and, and faking it. So then I used a power line adapter because I have those in the house. Uh, you mm -hmm. ever used one of those where it like yeah. fakes? Yeah. And I've had no issues with those. Even that was faster. There is something with both. And Series X has a big issue with this as well. Their Wi-Fi chips aren't great. They just aren't. I don't know what's going on in the consoles, but they're certainly not up to snuff. In, in my case, I wouldn't say they were at least. Um, so I think they had to go with USB. What I do think they could do is what quest does which is has the dongle and you plug the dongle into that usb and then it's its own wi-fi router and that it was expensive but mm -hmm. we're already talking you know is there a possibility of them finding a company that would do it and you, you know i assume sony is one of the first companies that would try to sell you a peripheral maybe in a year that turns that wireless and i'm i'd be all for it I'd be, I, I would have no issue spending another hundred if I had the PSVR two to go from wireless or wired to wireless, if it looked good. And we've seen that with the other ones, HTC added theirs. Um, mm -hmm. who else? There's been a couple Pimax is doing their new headset. And I believe they also are, are have a wire, have a wireless signal adapter. Yeah. So. And there's, um, there's third party ones for the index and things as well. Um, how do they the, work? Is the PlayStation? Uh, I don't know. I've not got one. I, okay. assume, I mean, it must have a battery and it must. Oh, right. Let's just plug into that instead. And that's the thing that the PlayStation VR2 would need as well. Obviously, it would need yeah. a battery as well as the, the capability. Um, I hope it's coming, but... Little belt battery would be fine. Um, I have a... Uh, so, you know about the Quest 2's issues with charging, how difficult it is to get... So, I bought a pretty expensive battery bank off of Amazon that has a super, super fast discharge. And um, 
a clip to put on my belt. So I, I played that outside for like seven hours. I got seven hours, of, mm -hmm. uh, and that was awesome. It was a heavy, uh, you know, you can feel the battery on your belt. I'll tell you that much. Like, you're, unless you got carpenter pants, you're not putting that in your pocket. It's almost like calling the Switch portable. <laughs> you're like, there's nothing portable yeah. about the Switch at all. It's just that you can hold it in your hands. That's it. You Unless you have carpenter pants, you're not putting that in a pocket. Um, so it was like that. But, yeah, you're right. Batteries, they need to run for a while. They'd add some weight, you know, for sure. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'd still do it. Yeah. I mean, I get you. I, I just have a, t you know, nothing's perfect. I want perfection. But when I put it, if I've already put the headset on, I'm already prepared for a different experience anyway. And so I think I'm okay with the wires in that way. Um, I don't like them in swinging games. So in shooting, so like contractors, I've stepped on the wire a couple times. And mm -hmm. and in Sky, Skyrim's the worst. Because Skyrim, you can be turning directions in a dungeon or whatever. Contractors, I, I don't know why it, maybe it's because I'm holding my hands and I'm doing a very particular thing. But with Skyrim, I have a tendency to do a lot of turning. And I it, it, it's an issue. I guess contractors normally sit you like at the opposite end of the map to your opponent, right? Yeah, so you're right. mostly going forwards. Yeah. And it's mostly yeah. aiming down a stick at a dude farther away versus twisting. Mm. Because if you are twisting, you probably weren't paying attention to where you were. And you should have been backing up and looking behind you with your gun, which is, uh, I, I play contractors a lot. And after a while, you sort of understand, you know, don't just run around a fucking corner. It's like, <laughs> you, you will die. But yeah, that's a good point, man. It's a good point about the wire. What'd you think about the pulley system? I mean, overall, you got it installed. Ignore how, if it was easier or hard to install, how did it feel compared to wireless? Nowhere near as good. Nowhere no near as good. You and noticed I, it. I was using it with the reverb, and the reverb, like you say, has quite a stiff oh, cable. Oh, yeah, it's got a stiff cable. But as soon as I'm like in Skyrim and I try and pick up some cheese from the floor, then it starts like pulling yeah, on the headset. Right. Even with a proper pulley system trying to give it some some flex and whatever, I still it doesn't compare to wireless for me. So. so do you know what I know a lot of people did? They extended the reverb, and then they put... Um, this is now we're getting into enthusiast territory, but mm -hmm. uh, the wire goes into their back belt loop and then out and it, it, through the extension. That's an idea. Yeah. And so know, as soon all as we weight started, is as held soon as we on your started waist. started this, this like episode, podcast, whatever you want to call it, as soon as we started this and mentioned VR, we're already in enthusiast territory. <laughs> yeah, <no> right. <laughs> right. Anybody listening is going to be like, yeah, this is nerd. But um, what I try to do is I try to put any torsion or tension on a body part versus my head because I do agree Makes with you. Um, I, one of my first experiences was pretty okay cable, which was like the Odysseys and stuff. But then, yeah, you jump to that reverb and you're getting this awesome picture and stuff. But that cable's like a fucking baby pinky, man. It's there's something. I, I'm, I'm going to try a loop around my neck. That would <laughs> <laughs> end badly. Um, next question up was from Tool. VR question, any plans on making a video on Into the Radius at any point? That's funny, Tool. I've been playing a bunch of that as well as... Um, what's the other big shooter? Um, it just came out. Oh, fuck. It's really popular. I just I just sang its praises on the Iron The Alpha weapon. one. Yeah. It's... Uh, oh. It's... Uh, Oh my God, I can't believe it. I'm not looking it up either. I, I'm one of those anyway. kind of people that I'm like, my brain will have to find that data. But uh, I probably won't make a video on that, to be honest. VR videos are, um, I'm, I might make one on uh, Saints and Sinners too, but VR videos are, I'm 
coming to grips with a new way I'm trying to put those together for like YouTube reviews because VR is going to get big. But VR videos are hard to do without it just not being a good representation of the experience. And so there's some things I'm doing. I probably won't do a video on that game, no. I apologize. You know, I, I, so I did um, one of the, I, so I live stream VR as much as I can. So I'm very aware of the challenges of trying to make it look good for people. But I did um, a like hour and a half of Half-Life Alex, where at some point at the start of it, I put a traffic cone on my head, which in game is nothing. Like it was fine to me. I got to the end of the stream and nobody had told me. I got to the end of the stream and the, the spectator perspective yes. was at least 50 to 60% of the screen was a cone. Oh my. And that's not what I was seeing God. at all. <laughs> right. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. And you know, what I love is a lot of these side programs in VR, everything from third person cameras using a, 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 a that's yeah. just mm -hmm. phenomenal. Those kind of things. Um, Sony's ahead of the game already. You know, they were ahead of the game. Uh, with the PSVR, with the, the output of another signal. You can do it now with PC, with splitters, and there's or, or just programs. You can do all kinds of stuff. But um, I think presentation of VR um, is just really difficult because you're like, hey, this game looks good, and you're trying to walk around. And you know, I was telling Asa before the podcast that you know, you think you look cool, and then you realize your hands are shaking because human bodies aren't perfectly still. You feel like an idiot. You know, and then it's like, do I crop the video? Do I put some blur at the edges, which is sort of what you see on the mobile landscape for trying to do like, you know, uh, po portraits and you've got a 16 by nine picture, but you're trying to fit it into or not portrait. Mm -hmm. What is that vertical? And you're like, oh, God, this is not going to work. So a lot of people put blur on the edges. Uh, it's, it's difficult to cover games when you're doing streaming. Do you when you're streaming VR, are you using the mic from the VR? Ah, oh, that's a good question. Um, I wasn't on the so when I was streaming with a Quest Two, I was using a mod mic. A mod mic. Okay, gotcha. Which is what most VR streamers I would and content creators so, yeah. are using. They're pretty good. I don't actually like it very much. I oh, you don't found it. It made weird sounds. Um, oh. so I have extra challenges because I'm on a treadmill, which is very very noisy. Um, so I use the now I'm using the Quest Pro's microphone, which I actually think is good. Yeah. As you'd expect it to be when its whole point is kind of collaboration and stuff. So the Quest 2, not Quest 2, the Quest Pro has a microphone that I'm using, but I run it through NVIDIA Broadcast to clear up the breathing and the treadmill stomps. Yeah, it's always cool. NVIDIA Broadcast is godsend, right? Like mm -hmm. using AI to clean up your, your video or clean up your audio. And it, boy, does it clean it up. Like even at the minimum settings, you can make a crappy mic. I was helping some people start a podcast and they had... You know, the, 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 I don't know what you, you know, I, this is what I do for a living, but even I was having a difficult, but it's like the mix of reverb, cheap mic, mouth bre breathing, all that stuff, not a good tonal range. It was sort of cramped and it's like, throw that in broadband or in broadcast first, and then you can throw it an equalizer on there and you can equalize it cleaner mm -hmm. sound. And yeah, what two or three, you know, GPU cycles are used. Nothing big. It's it's mind blowing, dude. And I can't wait. Oh, oh I'm using it right now for like fake a uh, fake uh, background. You know, this is a picture of my old background that I don't even have up, as you can see, because some of my actual house is showing right there. Um, <laughs> yeah. But dude, it's amazing, and we're seeing it also with VR. We're starting to see like people using AI. There's uh, I know for a fact there's a, a, at least one company looking at AI to track people over a particular amount of time and see if they can fix motion tracking by adjusting the picture slightly personally so you can basically say i am susceptible to vr 
hold the camera down, play the game, and then it will look and say, okay, uh, we'll apply maybe the vignette, but it'll be very dynamic. It'll only be at certain times. Or blur, which is another thing, shading and blur versus the black, really aggressive vignette. But those safety, yeah. those things do help, man. Vignettes are, those, like, they do help when when really, you're when i was getting my i wouldn't have got my vr legs as people say but um when i was adjusting to it more so yeah very much used that it definitely helps uh you still got time right because i can talk forever but i just want to verify your time i've got loads of time loads of time okay yeah, this, is, so, this is the best so for me um when we do go live the, the show on a saturday we, we've cultivated a massive audience of mostly xbox fans yeah and, right and bless them i love them and all but as soon as you mentioned vr there it's like oh, it's a gimmick it'll yeah. never be made straight um do you use props i bought a couple vr stocks that i found were very good for mimicking guns and one of the best ones was from a british company that also allows for you to it uses magnets so you can go single gun in a single hand instantly so you have the dual hand and then you just go pop and now you've still got your have you tried any of those want to i've got one and i haven't tried it i got one exactly like um like you say there i can't remember where i got it from um mine was from britain 3d remember. printed but with magnets fully put together that is what it, mine is that it wasn't put together it's in pieces and it's still in pieces it's in a mm. box just over there and it's got the magnet theme but i got it for the um for the reverb so yeah. i got it for the windows mixed reality controllers and I very soon after stopped using the reverb for shooting games. Right. Then I got the whole Quest 2 wireless thing going on. So I haven't seen if I can kind of retrofit it for, for current controllers. But aiming two-handed guns is really, really difficult. So I really would like to use a stock for it. So when I do more contractors or games like that, yeah, I'm figure something it, out, yes. I mean, it's, it's cool to have those props. One of my friends, he had some kids over, and he had one of the cheap Lenevo WMRs, which were great when you were mm -hmm. seeing them at like 150 and somebody could get in VR. Such a cheap price. I had crappy FOV and whatever, but he had, his, he had some friends over, and they put up like um, dirty clothes hampers and shit to be walls in the house or, or in the game mm -hmm. and, you know, physical items and stuff like that. And he was, he got a broomstick and he was like, dude, I'm just going to try a broomstick. And he taped it. He's like, I'm not going to do any <laughs> single gun. I'm just going to use the only my M16. And he, he like checked it multiple times, got it fit right, wrapped some freaking tape around it. He's like, dude, it's a huge change. It feels awesome. He's like, your brain is so easily fooled anyway. And it really is. You might think, oh, it's not, it doesn't feel like metal. It doesn't feel like a handle. In about three seconds, that'll be an M16 to you. Like, you mm -hmm. will be fooled into thinking that that's, you know, some kind of weapon. And I think, um, I, I think when you're looking at, like, props, props will be nice to see. Uh, we saw, I thought PSVR's idea, uh, or, P, yeah, PSVR's idea of the gun stock idea was pretty good, but it never worked. Mm -hmm. I had it. It never worked exactly how i was hoping and probably because of the big light rudolph nose that it used for tracking yeah but did you have that did you buy that the gun i didn't know i didn't do the psvr but um that was the most appealing part of it because that's actually quite rare in the pc and the standalone space to have yeah. a, a two-handed gun or yeah anything two-handed yeah uh, when it comes to the uh treadmill did you make the choice to get the treadmill based on wanting to keep up and um active or was it more for just like a test of you know enthusiast enthusiasm so you could 
definitely consider it exercise because it is it's, it is a lot of work it's harder than than running and walking it puts a, a fair amount of strain on the old calves but it's not the reason that i got it so i do i do other things for the sake of staying fit and healthy i got this thing as an enthusiast and a motion sickness sufferer who wanted to break free from using analog sticks to move basically and it's very very good for that yeah yeah it's, it's so funny um i was having such an issue with analog stick smooth movement for sure for the longest time and it just sort of I, I think what was happening was, um, so you do get your legs, but then if, if you're somebody who's susceptible, I think you're just susceptible. And then some games we know do it worse than others. Like there's just mm -hmm. something about some games where you're like, FOV is wrong, inertia is wrong. But I think what did help me was when I did find out boning worked um, or whatever, wherever nation you're in, they'll have the equivalent. But yeah. What what allowed me to do was get in and play those games and see their movement, and then my brain was adjusted to that game's movement. So in a new game, I do have to take it. Like if I get a new game, I'll be like, I don't know how this is going to work. And surprise and VR are not good company. Like that, you don't want to mm -hmm. be surprised in VR. Like it does, it, as in for the movement. And so I would always test it first and be like, okay, I like this. And I think the faster the game, the worse it can be for sure. When you're doing that, you know, when you start really moving and then there's a physical exertion, a little bit of sweat, warmth, and then all of a sudden you're like, I don't feel so well. Yeah. I feel like I was trying to tell per they were like, well, what's VR motion sickness? And I said, man, imagine like in the top of my head, I get almost like if you imagine old TV static and warbly, like I'll be like, there's something that's up there that's like, it's, I can feel my brain going guys this yeah, shit shit's not in a straight line something isn't yeah, it? yeah yeah and then if if i'm not out of that so quick man there's been times where i've had friends over or there's been times where i had plans with my wife and i'll just be on the bed in front of the ac which does help and i don't know why cold air helps i have been oh. told air in your face if you if i don't know about in it i do know they've tested that but air blowing past me with my eyes open looking at it out of vr has helped it helps so I've not had it in my eyes, but I always, whenever I play VR, I do have a little fan pointing at me. Yeah, something it, about airflow is essential. And it's the same in a car. Like if I'm driving and someone's turned the fans off, then I'll feel it pretty quickly. I don't like the still air. Yeah, that's yeah, moving. that's me too. It, I'm sure it has to. I'm absolutely sure it has to do with the hairs on your body, and they're picking up motion, and maybe it fools you into th when you see it and you're feeling the air go by you. Um, because, like I said, the Quest Two was a big relief having those speakers in there. I, I, I felt them and I was like, oh, this works. I'm, I'm hoping the PSVR 2s is the same way. You know, they talked about how it's going to work. They've talked about um, force feedback in the headset. And I'm assuming some of that is based around motion sickness versus true. Because I don't want to get shot in the head in a VR game. You know, I'm hoping it's not that <laughs> it's, kind of it's right? a weird one, isn't it? Right. Unless yeah. you heard of the vibration being for motion sickness. So that's. um. Yeah. Yeah. I know it is with the company that I was talking to where um, there were two things. There was bursts of small fan air was one plan. Mm -hmm. And then, and then it turned to speakers, but not audio ones. It turned to speakers, moving air. And they were like, it does definitely cause the human brain to be like, there you know one more fool is long the more you can fool it the better because your brain if it picks up that something's fake man nothing worse <laughs> nothing. anyone that's listening to it anyone that's listening to this that hasn't like tried vr and isn't already into it is going to be listening to us too going well this sounds terrible yeah. i'm not touching this thing i don't want to throw up everywhere it, it yes, is terrible so. but it's like working out and being in shape at the end when you get there it's phenomenal there's no there's no equivalent the way the way i look at it though it's like there's me and you we're, we're playing this thing and we're like 
this is the worst feeling right now, but it's so good that we still play yeah. and we found ways to go back. That's what VR is. <laughs> yeah, true that because my wife got a little ill. She, they at the time they didn't have prescription glasses. Now you can get lenses for everything. Which, by mm. the way, Primo, whoever you are, all you different companies out there, thank you, because you've honestly made a lot of people buy VR that would not have been able to get VR, and they're cheap. That's even weirder. Like you'll see like prescription lenses for thirty five bucks for VR, which really isn't expensive if it fixes everything. It's such a specialist thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but my wife hasn't really wanted to jump back in and I'm assuming it's because she felt that heat and a little bit of that motion sickness. And yeah, some people bounce off of it. It is enthusiast. And, uh, I think as we've described here, there's a lot of problems to get it not to be, I mean, size, weight, wire, uh, feel of not weight in the handles. That's not more important, but weight of the headset, motion sickness. That's not even including cost, right? Like that's there's mm -hmm. they have a lot of problems. They have, like it's it's going to be quite difficult. PSVR two is going to sell because it's selling to a, a, a enthusiast group anyway, and who knows how much it'll sell. But I mean, it's it's like it's its own thing. But it, it does seem like these companies are trying. Do you know how many Quest two sold prior to raising its price? Did they no, ever I remember say it passing ten million? It definitely passed 10 million at some point. Dude, that's an, a, I don't know if people know, that's an astronomical number for a VR headset. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, fuck you, Zuckerberg. Man, lowering <laughs> that price was the dumbest. It was so easy for me to sell that. It was so easy. And I, I just, I, I don't know, I, I have no idea what, I mean, obviously it was the cost, but it's like, dude, you can subsidize that. Right, they could. They could There's the problem. That. Is like, um, I don't know how many of how many people are actually using the the Oculus Store from the point of buying them, because they can subsidize it if people are then buying things from right. from them. But if you're like me and you're buying it because you want to play Steam VR games, then they can't subsidize that. Uh, <laughs> we were talking earlier the Amazon device that sits in your house and listens. I don't want to turn it on. Mm -hmm. uh, their number one reason for failure, they pointed out, was they had difficulty selling stuff through it. So you're absolutely right. Mm -hmm. it, it was that people bought them. Tons of people bought them. But the, the idea was, and they're not expensive, which is also weird. For example, I have two of the newer, uh, I think they're not the dot, but the normals. They're not expensive and their speakers are phenomenal. So it's like we have ones that we actually use the speakers for her computer when we watch shows. And I'm like, dude, I'm not buying separate speakers. Like these sound amazing and they can do amazing things. But you are right, right? You are right. If it's not selling through, then their idea is that it's not worth it. Which is very relevant when people ask if the PlayStation VR 2 is going to work on a PC or not. Yeah, I see that a lot of times. I also, just just me, I feel like a lot of the PC parts have passed the PSVR 2 already. For example, I don't like the rings on the PSVR 2. I like your Quest, the Quest Pro controllers. There's things I like about it, but there's also, it, when it comes out, it's not gonna, it's gonna be premiere in some places and not in others. So it's like, mm -hmm. I don't know how much the push will be to get it to work. I'm sure there will be a push, but I bet you Sony has things tied together so well that we're going to run into the same issue we ran into with the original PSVR, which is that like it does some things, it slightly works here, but it's like Sony's obviously checking and looking for the controllers. Like, how are we going to get drivers to work? It'll be fun to see. 
people are good at hacking shit. So they are. I, the, I, so people do ask me as well, like, should they get it? Is it going to work on PC? And I would not recommend that anybody gets it until that's well established. Yeah, like, right, do, right. Do not buy it with that in mind because it might not. <laughs> yeah, it might not, especially knowing Sony and their desire and closed platforms. Awesome. Like, it's the same reason why Quest 2 is awesome. Closed platform is amazing because you can make things just do what you want to do and you don't have to worry about. I mean, it's why iPad does particular things differently than Android. And the idea of the PSVR 2 is awesome, but you can bet they've got some shit in there for optimization and checking for where the controllers are. and doing it. So it's like if you don't have the controllers and you can't find the driver hooks that you need to find those, the headset won't know what it's doing or what, you know, there's all these different things that could possibly pop and, up. And big questions on what what is that video signal and how is the foveated rendering and all of that decompressed oh, on the headset side of it like, yeah it, it might just not work <laughs> yeah it might just not work especially uh, so that people understand like usb just did another format change they finally changed their name what is it, like usb 40 gig usb they you know there's always but no one ever knows because it looks like usb but you don't know what's in the headset and it's like what chip is in there doing things and where how it's getting its data, what color format is it in? Something that, by the way, I found out the wrong way with Saints and Sinners. I was playing Saints and Sinners and I was like, man, this looks really gray. It doesn't look dark. Not even, it wasn't OLED screens, but it still didn't mm -hmm. look great. And I found out NVIDIA had patched their drivers. And so when you plugged in your headset, it was going to limited uh, mm -hmm. you know, 250 or what is it? 16 to 256 or whatever for its light bars. And it needed to actually be switched. Now you had to get a registry entry, double click it and your headset would go blink and it would now show darker darks where it was supposed to. So darkness looked better, not OLED, but better. Um, we also don't, yeah, we don't know what compression they're using and what's going on on the inside, what that chip, if it's just, we know there's a lot because those, those screens that they've got, and they are really impressive sounding screens, but yeah. the, the amount of data you can push over a USB cable is not enough to drive them in conventional terms. So Correct. Doing something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I use, um, I have a pretty nice monitor here and it uses the DTS compression, the dual port, uh, the display port compression, which is supposedly visually lossless. I'm sure that's what they're using is something along uh, mm. as in their own version. But that's another thing. Sony, if they're smart, they spent time on doing their own version that can fool people. And I, my personal opinion is we're going to find a lot of custom stuff in there, even if it's just custom to fool the gamer into thinking like fooling the person with the headset on is going to be the most important. And that doesn't always require what I think, for example, the pro is trying to do, which is like business at home or what have you. There's different expectations you may get and there's different ways games may even run. I mean, who knows how like John Carmack did an interview um, on Lex Friedman, he's done multiple ones, but John Carmack, who like helped a, a, all these technologies sort of take off, he was talking about uh, headsets and how different, like how there's a thousand ways to do one thing, and they chose the one way that it worked. But now there's other ideas that might come along, mm -hmm. and it's like how can you and and for example, uh, finding where you are in the position of VR, the old way versus the new way, and the new way is like faking, and then you have reprojection. That's another thing I am worried about, I will admit. I have a feeling, looking at their display and the power of the PS5, which is not, it is an awesome standalone system, 
but its actual like brunt force is not great at all. We've seen that on multiple games having issues. You get Unsomniac, who does a very good job, but most companies, let's be brutally honest, they're hitting 4K 30. So -hmm. now we drop it down to whatever. My assumption is we're probably going to see a lot of upscaling technologies, and then that'll be a little nerve-wracking because upscaling on VR... Everything's more noticeable. Yeah, you can't get away with the same things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess I would tell somebody, if you don't know what I'm talking about, slam your own face into your monitor. That's what VR is. You're right there. And things are more noticeable. So we've got compression. You've got the displays themselves, which do sound really good. Um, And then how they, you know, how they're overall going to look when you get in their sweet spot and everything. But yeah, then you've got things like upscaling. Um, reprojection doesn't bother me. Are you bothered by reprojection? Not when it's done well. When it's, uh, So there's been good examples and bad examples. Um, Do you have you an example of any that you didn't, or that you did so like? I've one. always found that Oculus Facebook Meta's reprojection is very good and very effective. Yeah. The Windows Mixed Reality ones and the one that was built into Steam, that f- was very different depending on whether you had an AMD card or an NVIDIA card at one point. Absolutely times- forgot about that. Yeah, and there were times where the reprojection was just like simple interface lines would be a big wobble. Right. And that was a problem. So reprojection, I mean, to be fair to Sony, they managed to get virtual reality working on PlayStation 4. So I think they're probably very good at these techniques already. Um, And the PlayStation 5 as a baseline for making a virtual reality game, there is none higher at the moment. If you're making a game for the PC at the moment, almost everyone is also making it for the Quest because it's just not economically viable to make a big game for the PC only. Um, And if you are making it for the PC, you're trying to capture like a a low baseline for graphics card as much as possible. So the PlayStation 5 as a, this is the box that your virtual reality game needs to work for. I'm encouraged. I think it will have some incredible games. I really hope so. But uh, I hope we yeah. just don't have to, if they are going to be, I just hope we don't have to wait because, I mean, I'm all for Horizon being one of my favorite world. I, dude, come on. Robots and Neon. Dude, I'm from the 90s and <laughs> 80s. You quite literally couldn't make a better game unless you said it was like Miami Vice. I, I'm so into that world. That kind of thing is just, that's my jam. But, um, you know, I wasn't super impressed with the way it looked. And it's what I'm worried about is maybe it's time you know, how how late did they put this together? Like, is Do it- Do you not think though, when you say you're not super impressed by how it looks, and like, I agree on a screen, it's so never far. gonna look as good as Horizon Forbidden West, but when that right. big dinosaur is standing up above you, like, you know, that's a different game, right? Well- Is it not? Now that I've played it, I can usually almost always look at a trailer for a VR game and feel the immersion regardless of being there. And mm-hmm. what I saw for that game was not very enticing. Uh, especially the dancing around. Uh, there was a battle where the, you know, whatever character Battles are a concern. Their battles yeah. are a concern. I'll just say that. <laughs> and just please know, I'm not digging on, like I want it to be awesome because to me, every success we get in any game, in any game is to me is positive because I'm a gamer. It's just like I, as a fantasy person, when Lord of the Rings did well, I was stoked because I knew my fantasy stuff would have a chance. So I I don't I want it to be as best as humanly possible. That looked really not what I was hoping for. Um, but also I don't want to hinge on one fucking game for another six hundred dollar device. I don't yeah. think it is up to consumers to foot the bill for hope, and we have foot the bill 
And Sony in particular has done this with things like Last Guardian, where they sold people PS3s. That didn't even come out until the PS4. Like, I get really tired. And Microsoft, by the way, does this too. But I don't like companies that sell you hope. I very much don't. And I feel like people were sold hope with PSVR. And um, and Microsoft's done it as well, or Nintendo's done it. Nintendo makes you make your own fucking labo. So, like, <laughs> who knows? I um, am very consumer-centric. That's the entire channel. And I don't... Uh, I, here's what I think. I think if you're releasing PSVR 2, you need to have 20 banger titles. You don't need to have 20 shit titles that we saw. They look like trash. But the Horizon looked good. But that's not the way it should be. It's $600. It's more than the console. So to me, um, it's great that we're selling to enthusiasts, but I'm nervous about the timing. And I've seen Same. it re replicated where companies didn't get the hardware in time. And that's what I'm worried about. So the PlayStation, so for people that have seen this trailer and don't know why we don't like the combat in this sense. So Horizon, um, Call of the Mountain, it's called looks like a horizon game and you'd have ex an expectation going into it that you can run around with your bow and shoot things the way that it actually works is when you engage in combat with a big robot dinosaur it locks you into a circle in a radius around it and you can't move freely you can fight this thing but it's got um, it'll telegraph its attacks and when an attack is coming you have to press a, a button to dodge left and right rather than being able to move which is not what vr is to me at all and i get that they're trying to play it very very safe and not make anybody sick but it is, I mean, for me, it means that game might be a spectacle to look at and hopefully it will get people to to fall in love with VR. But long term, it's not going to be one that, that I want to go back to, I don't think. I don't think it's going to be a VR banger in that sense. But to your point on um, on Sony selling us hope, I agree with you. Like They shouldn't be selling us hope, but in the VR space, where else is there hope? Where are we going to get big titles if they don't? Yeah, but I mean, if you have cancer, you got cancer. Like how many different, like they're both, like they both suck. I mean, so I don't know if saying, I agree, but it's like, I don't know if saying, I don't, I don't know if that's a, a super good comparison because first of all, I'm just surprised. The price is weird to me because it is more than the console. So that there is mm -hmm. something about that. That's just like, what the, what? Um, <laughs> So, but, and so them selling hope to me is slightly different than PC selling hope because PC has modability and the enthusiast market is better represented on PC for just modding a game and getting a game working where it's just going to be impossible on the PS5. It's just going to be their, their delivery yeah. device. But that is true. I do also, I don't trust, this is weird. I've never really trust any, I've never trusted a platform holder ever. Um, may, I, 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 and I've known like people who worked at these companies, like I said, Sega. So back in the old days, um, and hearing the stories about how Sega worked and their difficulties with Sega Japan and how Nintendo worked, Yakuza, basically, those guys are just mm -hmm. crazy. And then moving forward, Sony, some of the terrible stuff they've done. And I get it. If you're a Sony fan, you don't think they have that's on you. Go research it. Microsoft as well. But I do have faith in the third parties. I do. So what my nervousness is around is that their timing on getting them. And there's this gap of did we, or did we not sell? Well, are we, or are we not going to support it with a game version and, or a, a singular game for this? And if we choose to, how long in development are we going to be before it comes out? Meaning I have lived through so many fucking devices 
that come out with one or, by the way, Sega Saturn, three good games or three of their arcade ports, nothing for nine months. That's what I'm worried of. And I've seen it and it's replicated every goddamn time. And I'm so tired of it. It's like, if you're going to foot it, foot it. If you're going to knock it out of the park with such great tech, which it looks great, um, like I said, Killzone. I really do feel Killzone is a missed opportunity because they launched the PS4 with Killzone, and Killzone 3 looked fun. Like, do you or, or, did I say PS3? I meant PS4 if I said PS3, but mm-hmm. PS4, the glass and the skyscrapers, and you were the game wasn't even good. It wasn't that good. But you were like, <laughs> what the, f-? right? This looks amazing. I, I do feel that that could have, I also feel GT. Gran Turismo, uh, you know, great to haven't announced that one, yeah, isn't it? Grand microtransaction. Well, I think yeah. that's their issue, right? That game, um, they're talking about PC now, and I think you will see it supported VR on PC if they release it on PC. I absolutely think that will happen if it comes out on PC, and they're hinting at it now. the The version of of Gran Turismo to get VR first will probably be PC VR, it's... which is sad. Oh, I can't be no. Like, they're a Sony studio. They can't do that. I do not think Sony thinks the same way they did six months ago. On the other hand, Sony also had two huge failures, which were really surprising here recently. Uncharted and Spider-Man did not sell well. Yeah, and the um, the Little Big Planet one, whatever that was called, that didn't sell too well, did it? Did they do it on PC? Yeah. Did they? A big adventure came and went. Yes, you're right. Came and went. Yeah. Yeah. So Sony could be changing their thought process at daily. Yeah. True. But it's not so much like, and it's not about whether they would support the PC. Like, I get that Sony are going to do that, but that they would neglect the PSVR 2 with Gran Turismo. If they weren't going to, I would have expected them to mention that prior to saying it's probably going to be on PC. I feel like Mm. them talking about it being on PC is weird timing if they were supporting psvr2 yeah and it's like obviously gran turismo sport supported the first playstation vr so i think there's probably a a fan expectation that it will and yeah and drive club i got a Um, a straight up drive club is one of the best looking games of all time i'm i I legitimately not in vr VR. it was trash It, it looked like minecraft but ignoring that it is to see what that Sony and that company did to themselves, where they went to that all the way down to Onrush, and you're just like, what has happened with this company? Um, mm-hmm. So that gives me hope. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Gran Turismo, dude, it could be great. It's it's just very weird because they imagine if they had even shown a, and Sony is known for showing a title screen. Yeah. That's Sony has no problem with showing you a JPEG and saying the future is here. And you're like, all right, it's a title. They have no issue with that. The fact that they didn't is nerve wracking to me. Now we could Mm -hmm. get some announcements, but I I personally, when I announced the price, I would have uh, thrown some JPEGs up there. If it was me, if I was running (laughs) the company, bro, I would have been like, yeah, I would have been like, Hey man, is this coming out? Well, we're thinking about it. Throw a JPEG up there. It's just, let's just, people six years from now aren't going to come back and, and burn you alive. We know that. Throw some, throw a JPEG up there of Gran Turismo um, because Gran Turismo looks incredible. It's not the greatest game in the world though. Also, so maybe right. there's a new one. Maybe a new one's being planned. What other ones, if we're looking at their, at Sony's um, library, I saw Killzone so is the fact that they've got Insomniac as a studio who put out five games for Oculus. True. So they are very big. A team. Yeah. yeah. Edge to a nowhere team was Insomniac good. Yeah. That, yeah, they've got 
they got some good ones and some bad ones, but they a lot do of have of decent quality. Thank God you mentioned that because was... <laughs> their support on a couple of those is bad too. They've got like really bad Steam ratings, which surprised me. Um, what would you like to see from them? Not Spider Man. That'll make you throw up, right? You'd die. Spider Man, you would definitely, you would absolutely die playing <laughs> Spider Man. There is a Spider Man um, game on the PC. I've got downloaded, ready to go, but I haven't tried yet. So. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm still at the viewpoint that I want to see actually everything. I want to see the right. make Spider-Man work, even if they have to do it third person, and they would have to do it third person. You could not do some results in VR, but I'd take that. Um, anything, anything new? I don't. I don't necessarily Wolverine? need established IPs to go across. Well, I Wolverine could I'd work like as a third person. Like a world where almost person. everything. Yeah, I'd oh. like a world where almost everything goes there. So Wolverine, yes. Um, they're going to focus like the cost to that means they're going to focus on the pancake version of course they are but yeah. i'd like to see a world where their big games do get vr support like um did you ever play hellblade in vr yeah for a little while it was very good but i didn't finish it like i did the the original version i couldn't because i, I think hellblade as a game is a very difficult playthrough anyway in any version but yeah. as a as an example of like um so that was ninja theory being experimental and just seeing how it worked but right third person games can be fun like you can take a traditionally pancake made game and and make it better with vr support so obviously i want to see proper dedicated games i'm really interested in um so you mentioned the third party support and resident evil 8 looks very very good it looks like they've done a, yeah. like a proper job of turning that into a vr game with the, yeah. the the little trailer shows you like juggling the gun and knocking some pottery with it and things and that's that's okay you're turning this into a real vr game is that announced for psvr and I missed it. Yes, Resident Evil Eight. There you go. Is announced. That's there you go. That's that's a really positive. That's re really positive. Yeah. There are there are definitely more things in the works that they aren't talking about for some reason. But that you're right that their initial showing they did um, when they announced the launch date and they mentioned like eleven games. I don't think they specifically said that those eleven games are coming out at launch. But they had like um, that roller coaster horror game from Supermassive. Oh, which is concerning like why why is yeah. i get why you did a roller coaster on playstation <laughs> vr where you had a right. camera in front of you and you couldn't move it wasn't actually a good idea for the new headset surely yeah like right. why are we doing it again but yeah no i am totally with you on the the announced games are underwhelming and they do need to follow that up with some some bigger titles pretty quick i just yeah man it's just so weird because it's like as anybody who's gamed for a long time man you may you may you may just have victim complex and you don't want to remember this but how many times have we got these consoles you know and you're like three times it used to be one title i still remember when it was sonic or mario that was the thing and then sega definitely got into the here's our three arcade games you know your daytona your mm -hmm. virtual Fight, right and you knew even when they released early on the sega saturn which i was lucky enough to walk into the store when that released what was it six months early because they were so frightened of the playstation but it's like yeah. Even if they hadn't been frightened and released six months later, there was nothing for another six months. Nine, it was six to nine months if you got it early. If you got it day one, it was still late. But I, I get these systems. And I'm just like, Jesus, man. Like, there's nothing for it. And luckily, PlayStation 5 and Xbox have their own games, their own platforms. So when PSVR comes out, you'll still have your normal games you can play on it. But... um I mean, and I like, there's a lot of Sony devs I like that do stuff that maybe won't transfer to PSVR in the way that a lot of people think. 
Oh, like what that. do you think won't translate now that you mention it? What kind well, of I do mean like a little bit of the Moss style stuff. They're, a lot of their independent stuff is not first person. For, so, for example, I personally, one of my favorite games of all time, not the best game, one of my favorites is Concrete Genie. Um, it's, mm -hmm. it's as an artist, it's like, I, I can't describe how amazing the pancake version of that. VR sucked balls. Sucked. I don't know what they were doing. Like, it wasn't even the same thing. It wasn't, you were just like, it's there, but it's no, it's, it doesn't have the magic. Um, would that translate, would Concrete Genie 2 translate to PSVR 2? Hell yeah. Like, that, that kind of game would. But I've noticed with Sony, the things that sometimes we celebrate, which are the eclectic games, 3D platformers, what have you, may not translate as well. Um, they love their Astrobot, but I couldn't see Crash Bandicoot. For whatever reason, mm -hmm. I could be wrong. Um, we could see a Ratchet and Clank, which actually could be awesome because it looks awesome already. If they did like a Ratchet and Clank VR adventure, you know, and it was like three worlds or whatever, but it couldn't be first person. It'd have to be third, obviously. That could be yeah. that could be cool. You know, they've got some. I, again, I'm just nervous about their timing. I'm just there's something I can, and I'm you. I'm not. I'm not tooting. My own horn here, but I usually am right just because I've dealt with this long enough that I can look at a company and go, if they were doing this, this would have been announced. There's no reason why this thing wasn't shown here, and then you find out it's not being worked on or it's been canceled or what have you. And so I'm just But I so I still have when I asked earlier, like, but where else is there hope within virtual reality? So I get what you're saying about um like there's every chance that Sony will not support this thing properly and it might be a you buy it early because you're an enthusiast and then like the PlayStation VR one support kind of dries up after a year or two. I really don't want that to happen. But when I look outside of that and I look at PC VR, it's been like one significant game in the last 12 months, maybe in Bone Lab. Yeah. And I look at um like meta as the the other contender that's willing to put money into things their yeah. focus isn't games really so I, I i need sony to deliver something here really like i, I do, do too <laughs> but sony's platform numbers are so low compared to pc install rate that i don't i don't know how much money they're going to spend and i think mm -hmm. if they were going to spend money we would have heard about the money being spent on some games there's a catch-22 so it's like my hope i get it because there isn't on PC, but PC can also sell to a much smaller contingent of users and still make a ton of money. Um, but mm -hmm. again, not great games, but again, not great games. So it's like, we have no example currently on PS VR two of great games, nor do we on PC, but I do feel that the reimbursement back to companies is probably easier because remember, I don't know what the sell-through rate is for the PSVR, but if you doubled it, it still would be an incredibly small number of PS5 owners buying a PSVR yeah. uh, 2. And so I'm just looking at like the numbers, cutting them down to what we're looking at for the PlayStation 5. Um, I would love to see, and, and it must cost a lot because obviously Valve spent inordinate amounts of money to make Half-Life Alex, So it, it takes a ton, but then does it? Because that's another thing, dude. How much did it really cost to make Skyrim and Fallout VR? And they turned them around pretty quick. Like, mm -hmm. not that I mean, I mean, they announced them and then they were there. There was a, and Bethesda is getting known for that. But I've wondered, like, what's their turnaround time? 
how difficult it is to port. Maybe Sony also has really good port. You know, maybe they've got some good port tools for this so that uh, what we get, whether you're positive on this or not, what we get is the No Man's Sky situation where you get a lot of good games that were on PC, you know, moving to PSVR, which yeah. I think we will, you know. Did they show Half-Life Alex for it yet? Because if they didn't, I'm blown away. They haven't. Dude, come on. I have no. You know, because you know Valve, especially Valve and Sony, I see them both sitting back, sm smoking their own farts. You know, those guys are pretentious as fuck. And I can just see them both being like, we'll put Half-Life Alex on the PSVR. I, like, I don't know why we haven't heard. It just feels like a fit, doesn't it? Like, yeah, Valve it and Sony both sort of, you know, we're the, we're the indie anti-Microsoft. I just see Valve as saying, yeah, let's do it. And I would be all for that because that game is awesome um saints and sinners um, is coming for sure for games PSVR. That you, you said about um like porting of games like in an official capacity where you get like your skyrim where you fall out yeah. of bethesda well essentially modern game um but in an absolutely true but you you play flat screen to vr mods as well right mm -hmm. yeah like unofficial ones yeah how do you find them compared to like native design for vr it's funny you mention it because you had earlier said something along those lines I was going to bring up that I did a lot of Vorpix when it first came out. I even did some videos uh, called Better in VR, which is where I looked to see if they were. I did Alan Wake and played and beat it in third-person, like, pseudo-camera VR, I guess is what you call mm -hmm. Um I mean, what was Hellblade other than that, right? Wasn't Hellblade. It definitely was that, yeah. yeah. So And it was good. So it's like, if they put care into it, I think they can be awesome. Um, but I also think Hellblade had something to it that made VR even make more sense because of the 3D audio, right? And the and, and the whispers. and So, so it's just like, oh, shit. This, this just... It, sometimes I see a company announce something and I'm like, duh. Of fucking course, right? Like, how many times have you seen that and you're just like, yeah, like Half-Life Alex, PS, mm -hmm. PSVR. Like, oh, of course that's going to happen. Um some are great. Most aren't. But most aren't because of Vorpix. The guy who does the mods, I don't know if you saw this, but he's going to mod Unreal, and it's going to just, like, auto-port oh, yeah. 200-some um, games. Yeah, thank you. Um, and there's another modder that gets a lot of shit who mods some games, and I believe Something he's... Something Ross. Yeah, yeah. Patreon guy. Luke Ross or something. I, That's the one. I yeah. have no issue with the... I've seen his, and I don't know... There's some contentiousness when I go into Reddit and I look and somebody will mention this other guy and people will mention him and be like, they're terrible. And I'm like, I played a bunch of them. They're, they work fine. Like, <laughs> so the thing around Luke Ross is he, he's done some really big games. Like you Grand Theft Red Auto Dead, 5, right? Red Dead Redemption 2, Elden Ring, things like that, Cyberpunk. Really yeah. big games, but he's very insistent that he won't add like hands. He won't add motion controls. It, it's a port of the controller version of the game. And he'll use like where you're looking as a essentially a mouse yeah. cursor okay so some Two people love kinds. it and some people yeah. hate it and it splits the vr fan base in half which is why i ask you because you obviously do play some yeah ported games and mods well cyberpunk no, for too. instance cyberpunk um i got a 4090 and i can't lie to you and say that a small percentage of the reason why i got that would be to see if cyberpunk would finally run well in vr and see what that was like. And it's it is the controller version. I, yeah, it's a controller version. Um, it looks phenomenal. So it's like some games 
I guess I'm not as against controller. I guess I will say that. I love motion control, but I am absolutely not against a controller game, especially if it's a mod. I'm not going to lose sleep if somebody says, hey, man, I'm going to let you play Cyberpunk. Um, look around like you would normally look around with a gamepad, but with your headset, and you play with a gamepad. Okay. No, I'm no, I, I think that's phenomenal. Like, that's great. And if somebody says they're going to add... Uh, you know, full motion controls, that's also great. So I don't really have an issue with that Luke guy. I saw the stuff, seen a lot of that when I went on. I hate Reddit sometimes because you go in excited <laughs> and there's no, you can't be doubly excited. It, it's impossible. They won't allow it. You can only be excited about one line of stuff. And I'm like, well, wait a minute, guys. There's two lines of stuff. This is doubly. And it, it, it's, it's not, it's, you can't, nobody can talk like that. There is just like, they've lost the ability. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's great, man. I, I like. I'm excited. I'm also excited for the power we're seeing. Uh, I don't know about you. I've you you talked about AMD and and VR for WMR having issues, which for sure I think still continues to this day. There's still little. I could be wrong, but I think there's still little issues there. But uh, this is the first time where I can say I bought a card, and the power finally equaled the jump that I was hoping for. Retracing they hoped and failed and then in the past you've jumped from 8800 which was a great card to your next lines you know we got your 30s there was always that feeling of overlap but bro mm -hmm. the 4090 is too much wattage let's let's Why be honest say this to me this is painful it's just making me want one more <laughs> uh, it's ridiculous i mean i was legit i've i've never been blown away by a tech jump um, other than maybe an Intel at times, you know, when they had those times when they were really fighting and scrapping it out and you got that big jump, mm -hmm. right, on a CPU or, or 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 what have you. This is that first time where, bro, I even turned it down. This is the one thing I don't like. You can turn down the wattage 70% or down, uh, you can turn it down 30% to 70%. It takes less wattage than the 3080, which is what I had and gives you about 50 FPS more. So mm -hmm. the big wattage disturbance that happened, not including the power supply burn thing, but I'm talking about the amount of watts. I'm using a good deal less watts on this than I was on my last card, and I'm getting a phenomenally higher frame rate. Um, more RAM, VRAM, which is great for VR. Uh, it's, yeah. it's a phenomenal card, but wow. C cost and wattage. It doesn't make you know you know how it, in a way it reminds me of the PSVR where I was I thought it would be maybe three fourths the price where you see that price bump when this was first announced mm -hmm. I was like <laughs> what <laughs> like what 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 do you fucking think we are we like Saudi princes nobody's got this level of money what are you talking about I got mine because I sold my airsoft guns I had a bunch of airsoft guns sitting around I had three I didn't use anymore. I sold it and got a direct trade. So I would never own this fucking thing if I had to pay for it, dude. <laughs> it's yeah. so much money. What are you running now? It's going to take me a while. Like I've got, so I've got a thirty ninety at the moment, which wasn't great cheap card either. Mm -hmm. it's expensive. Got a lot yeah. of things, but yeah. great card. Expensive and a good card, but like you say, the forty ninety is a big jump. It's it's, so, yeah. it's <laughs> like cyberpunk. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. Oh, and that's oh, so back to VR for a second, dude. The one thing I'm super, super excited about is uh, also anybody who's listening, you can check this out. At Reddit virtual reality, Reddit slash all the Reddit that have to do with VR. Uh, we're finally getting some good DLSS and FSR 
integrations and some mods into games. And that, to me, I, if you had told me five years ago DLSS was a thing and that it would look better than native because of the way it grabs texture data and stuff, I would have been like, what the fuck? What are you smoking, man? Like, that mm -hmm. doesn't, that's not how it works. And if you had told me DLSS 3 was technically interpolation, which is the number one thing you turn off on TVs. By the way, Tom Cruise has done videos about turning interpolation off. <laughs> it ruins movies, but games are the exact opposite. We want more. If you had told me DLSS 3 would have done what it did, I would have been like, that sounds great, but I need to see the receipts. Like, it's, it, and we're, we're there. And dude, this bodes, bodes well also for next consoles. You know, mm -hmm. getting this stuff in next consoles. But um, VR, man, having DLSS in VR, having FSR, having the even the fake uh, foveted rendering filters you can get, you know, giving you 25 extra FPS and... So much performance when you so need it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's That's where, to me, the excitement runs. And the AI, for example, um, they're looking at AI for tracking hands and identifying, for example, like things with the WMR losing your hand where they can like look at other stuff, look at past data and look at where you've moved your, the one was crazy by just moving your head, your hand behind your head, you imperceptibly move your head to get out of the way. Mm -hmm. And they were able to track it over a time and go, we can guess with 90% certainty exactly where your arm is by how you moved your head. That kind of stuff is exciting where we're going to see this shit go for VR in the future, you know? I, I think the only thing that's not making the big jump right now is the um, treadmills I've looked or movement. I've looked at like the treadmills and stuff and I'm, you're using slick shoes as I call it. Is that the one? Yeah. So the treadmill is like, it's a slippy dish more than a treadmill. Yeah. There's definitely no moving parts on the actual dish. You have slippy Love shoes that idea, and though. trackers on them. Yeah. Love that idea. I'm, I'm still blown away. So the thing you were saying earlier about the um, like tricking your hands into feeling weight by moving moving like your grip essentially pushing against your hand for momentum and things like that that blows my mind because i wouldn't have thought of that and we're still in that space in movement where yeah if there is a breakthrough i can't personally imagine what it is i don't know what that breakthrough is to let you explore freely <laughs> you know it's going to happen too and you'll be like and dude i i cover tech and it's like usually you can go you see the jump and you're like okay i get it um, mm -hmm. and of course with VR, I think they'll steal everything that works. We if, really, when you look at reprojection, that is technically a lot like DLS, like all those are sort of doing this thing, injecting or taking from, um, but now we're starting to see these things where movements being left behind. And I do not know other than saying, buy a house with a fucking yard, <laughs> right? How do you. Your idea, the slippy shoes is the best idea. To me, that idea is phenomenal. Super smart. The first time I saw it, I remember being like, oh, that's actually pretty mind blowing. Like that's, that is a great, it's almost like for anybody wondering, imagine running on like a, a bowling alley floor, the, how slick that is. That's what those are. And then you put, you have booties, right? That you put over your shoes to mm -hmm. allow even more yeah. or less friction. But... I did see the new shoes. Have you seen those in the last couple of weeks? The new roller shoes that people are buying everywhere that nice. allow you to walk at running speed. So they're almost like rollers in your shoes, but the way they're built and how they're built take into human anatomy, like how humans and our arches work. And you can walk, but you're fucking sprinting. Like it's ridiculous. You don't have to skate anymore. 
So it's not like inline roller skates. It's not like rollerblades. It's so this is not for VR. This is for this like is real life. To work or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is like being in San Francisco yuppie tight pants. But uh -huh. what I'm excited for would be if you could figure out a way that wasn't a bowl or any curvature at all, even though I think the curvature can help because it engages lean, which is, might be why they do it. But uh, the idea of having a spot that doesn't have to hold you so rigidly as well as the as the slip shoes things. I think that a lot of people, you're already putting a headset on. So it's like, oh, no, we're not done yet. Here's your sex suit. <laughs> and you're like, what? <laughs> you get in there. The idea is sound. It's phenomenal. In fact, it's a lot like the wires that help you with reverb. It's just pulleys and or this, in this case, holding you down. But I don't know how they're going to do like movement yeah th this thing will never like the big treadmill that i've got will never be like an acceptable home solution for many people right, right. at all it just won't i, I don't love it but I, I don't think movement ever will unless it's a uh a, tre a omni treadmill that has somehow has the ability to move in all directions and even then though if, if that happens even if they're like selling it off cheap how many people are going to have space to get something like right. that for playing games. It's just, yeah. it's never going to be practical. There needs to be another solution if well, they want more people doing it. But Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing is like, we want, I mean, you know what? We just circled back to the one big problem, which after all of this is said and done, movement and all that stuff matters, but big games matter more. Mm -hmm. And that's why Starfield has to be VR. So, okay, so that's the thing. That is one thing that bothers me. Micro so Sony alone has an issue, but Microsoft doesn't have a vested, uh, my so Microsoft does not have a vested reason to not engage VR. As in, you can't tell me a business reason why Microsoft can't say VR is out there. Why are we not supporting it? We will make money and more people will jump in, but they're not, right? And that's what you pointed mm -hmm. out is oddly enough, They've bought every big goddamn company available who does big games other than Half-Life Alex. They're not buying Valve, but they've bought all the big ones. And it's surprising that they haven't said, dude, Forza Horizon, you know, those big games are, are now available. I wonder, mm -hmm. I wonder, this is circled back all the way back to games. Imagine the VR space with Microsoft saying Starfield, Elden, El, uh, Elder Scrolls, um, Wasteland 4, whatever we're getting from those guys. Uh, what's the other one? Avowed? Because mm -hmm. that's another thing. I would play Halo. Halo Infinite. Give me that in oh VR. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> dude, can you imagine how cool that would be? It, it, I wonder. Man, I wish I wish I was inside their heads. Because some most of the stuff Microsoft does is really smart. They actually are making really good choices and they're usually on the yeah, front of but... on the front of the PR wave now, which they've but never. Everything been. that they do, though, everything that they do is about tearing down barriers at the moment, trying to grow to a wider audience by making things more accessible and easier to get to. Like you and don't even need a console play on the cloud. You don't need this. So why not do VR? Unless, like I said, if they are looking at a VR. So, by the way, I was a big proponent of, of X Cloud as an idea. And then mm -hmm. played it and liked it. And now I really don't like it at all. <laughs> um, it is really low resolution, really low bit rate. I do a lot of GeForce, which is phenomenal. I mean, because you yeah, can adjust say, it. It's, it's not like inherent to it being cloud technology. It's just that they haven't 
co-op with Stadia and the like. Yeah, 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 they have not done, and it's Microsoft. They're the ones who are touting it. So if you're touting it, you need to turn 1080 1080p's on now. But they need to allow you to adjust your bitrate because, dude, it's low. I believe it yeah. used to be 15. Now it's 30. I run 90 to my G deck or my, um, you know, my TV if I'm doing Steam. Yeah. Um, you know, they are, they are making everybody be able to play everything. I just, maybe they don't, maybe to them it's inverse growth. It's if they look at VR, they're like, no, to us, that's more of a niche and we're trying to get away. Um, mm -hmm. but to me, it's an audience. So why run from the audience if it's a port of something, you know, which by the way, they're huge on accessibility. They're the ones who have put, by the way, the Xbox works with the Amazon listening machines, as I said prior, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. So those things they jump into, maybe VR is just way more. Um, it might feel Spencer sick. Dude, you know what? It sounds so <laughs> dumb, but you know how it is. If they're in that much control, which he was, remember the main guy from Microsoft said, come back and tell me why we should keep Xbox. And it took Phil two weeks to come back where he's like, I have a plan. Mm -hmm. And they decided, they're like, this is it. This makes sense. It's not beyond the shadow of the doubt that that is what happened. That there was bad experiences with their testing or whatever. And they're it's like- genuine theory. So it's really, truly like he tested it and was like, this is not, well, you know, he has said he's gone to Japan, played games, right? He's gone to American company. He does talk many times. And by the way, I was just on, uh, no, Gaz. I was on yours when Gaz was saying that mm -hmm. that Colton had played with Phil as a game player. Dude, your idea is not out of the uh, is not out of the realm. I think people don't think they have that much power, but Phil does. Obviously, he's been the one who's like they're like we're just going to let one person, you know, roll with all. Mm -hmm. What if he did? What if Phil in the middle of the night is just is sleeping in a spare bedroom of the mansion because he's so motion sick and he's just rocking back and forth going, fuck VR, man, fuck, just angry, like, you know, like a Wolverine, just like, fuck, fucking never doing it. And we all see the happy-go-lucky Phil, but behind the scenes, whenever anybody mentions VR, he's like, you're fired. Get the... <laughs> um, do we have anything else to cover? Oh, I, I do want to cover one last thing. Uh, Non-VR games that you've tried in VR, flat screen or anything like that, or VR games that come out later. I've also tried the X games. Have you ever tried those? The space games? X3, Reunion, no. X4. Oh, okay, okay. I know you... It didn't sound like you were super into space, but I wanted to see if you, if you had tried those because um, they are an example of a good idea done terribly wrong nope. and a bad experience of what we were talking about which is a pancake game translating um i've got x4 working now but it's one of those titles that's like elite with like hold control alt say a god's mm -hmm. name and that'll cause the landing gear to go down you know there's too many buttons and you can't see them also with keyboards do you use Bluetooth? Like, so Quest allows for all that linking, which I actually just found a couple weeks ago. I wasn't even aware that you could link like real Bluetooth keyboards and all. Do you do that? Or do you Not use virtual? No, virtual very much. I very, rarely, very rarely use the um, the Quest natively. I was playing around before this actually to get more of a feel for the Quest Pro. And it was the first time that I tried Resident Evil 4 on it mm -hmm. as a native game, which is really impressive in its own right. So typically I shy away from the native ones because I've got I've got a 3090 and I want that experience. Yeah, right. But 
Resident Evil 4 was like, oh, well, I could actually play this. This is good. But no, I've never, I've never tried to use a keyboard in virtual reality. Gotcha. So you're just shooting at the keys when the keys got, or, or using voice. I don't, if you... There's very few occasions where I've needed to type. So when you start OBS for streaming, you do it without putting the headset on? Yes. I see. Oh, I got to ask you. Do you ever use the mm. screen dragging uh, uh, OVR overlay and stuff to like watch a movie while you're playing games? Because I do that shit all the time. If I was gonna play Elite, I would definitely do that. That's the game, by the way. <laughs> I dude, I watch po Joe Rogan podcast, fucking you know Lex or whatever. I'll just throw a podcast on or Fringe. I love sci-fi shows. So like, I'll mm -hmm. be flying around and I'll just have a TV show floating in the air. And I gotta tell you, that's the future. When I was a kid. I didn't even think No Man. I remember talking about a space game, and I didn't even come close to what No Man's Sky is now. And now it's No Man's Sky in VR, watching Fringe. Yeah, that is, or or playing a drum kit. I bought a drum kit game yesterday, and I was playing on the Quest. Fucking, and by the way, it was a drum kit. It's not like we're gonna pretend you hit on time. It's like no, we're gonna make sure these are in the right place, and it's all up to you. And I was just like. Rock band is now, I was real. Like, <laughs> too real for me. I've got no musical talent, so I'll, oh, I'll you stick don't. clear of that one. <laughs> Dude, the, the cool one was a keyboard one where you look, you tell it the length of your musical keyboard, and it overlays mm -hmm. all the keys and plays music and shows you what so you keys can actually to learn. Yeah. You, so you learn. Yeah. It's, Dude, we're coming to such a good time. We're coming to a time because I'm big into accessibility. I know a lot of veterans, and I have some friends who have like no use of a hand. Or something like mm -hmm. that. And the idea that Sony has made a game possible to beat with no uh, vision, just using audio, which was uh, The Last of Us. They had the, like, the audio. It was just playing sounds of where enemies were and people were able to beat it. That kind of stuff mm -hmm. is awesome. And, and yeah. VR allows for some of that too. Some of that really cool accessibility where somebody maybe can play Gaze to Vision, like you said, which, by the way, terrible name. If you pronounce it. <laughs> yeah. First yeah. time I said it on stream. I was doing the Toby eye tracker and I, I was doing division. That thing in division is one of the greatest devices ever. And I was playing with that. And I said, you know, and it's not even, it was like gaze to kill or something. Like, it was bad. And I said it multiple <laughs> times in the, and then all of a sudden I was like, that's why your channel's demonetized. Yeah, no shit. Right? <laughs> um, have you tried Toby eye tracking? No, I haven't. Dude, division has full, uh, support for it so like you'll be firing at an enemy and an enemy will come over there and when you look and then go down and come back up he like oh it's primo that's that's something cool for vr how how they might handle because you had talked about it earlier and we didn't really discuss it during the podcast but how is eye tracking gonna elevate the game what do you get to what mm -hmm. other than foveted what can you do yeah i can i've have thought about that so obviously there's really simple examples like um like the the new firewall game that sony are doing lets you like navigate menus and things that's basic stuff so if you imagine awesome. um, like i'm going to select this gun rather than yeah. using a stick whatever but if you imagine the the dragonborn speaks naturally example from earlier right imagine you walk into that tavern in skyrim and you look at an npc and they point out that you looked at them right and they yeah. challenge you on that like yeah you, it's a little look, thing like, you're looking at me yeah, exactly that. <laughs> dude that's like, some oh, immersion shit, shit right there <laughs> yeah 
That's some immersion shit right there. I could also see it really working on, on well, I guess it's no different than that, but, um, you know, wep looking at a weapon and having the viewpoint, you know, sort of switch over, doing different things. Menus are would be the greatest in the world. It won't happen because I don't think the tech is there. But if you could do some way to fast type on a keyboard using, because yeah, keyboards oh, are my bane. People have tried that. Someone did a third, like they've made one themselves that you do by looking at it. Does it but work? Imagine, so, they say that it does, but they made it themselves, so I don't know. But imagine like Half-Life Alex right near the start when you go down in the elevator and the guards are there. Imagine they tell you off for looking at their gun. Like, don't even think about it. Or when imagine look at that gun. Let's right. take this thing to fucking fantasy land. Imagine the game is checking where you're looking and changes what occurs by where you're looking. So for example, you look at a door in a in a house and that's where the bad guys are gonna come from, or they're not gonna come from there. It like says 75% of a chance, but if they look 25, so we surprise them with the bad guys coming out of there. And suddenly you and I have a completely different experience because we've jumped in. Ourselves, yeah. So. <laughs> or what if you're what if you're playing a puzzle game and it's like look around to find the clues and you're looking around to find now I actually personally believe oh, that's and then, where and then you've got like a floating head on your hip that's like, not over there, brother. <laughs> brother. <laughs> I do believe that is one place I will give the kudo to Sony and say if anybody was going to try that, that would actually be Sony. I do see Sony mm. saying, All right, you're gonna be Sherlock Holmes and you know, once you grab everything, that's the normal style of game. But as you look around, you have Sherlock vision, whatever that may, whatever that may seem like. And if you stare at something or imagine Iron Man, you look at something and you see like the aiming rectangle. And if you look away, it doesn't fire. Yeah. If you do, if it does, it locks on. And at any point you can just say fire, or push a button or what have you pull a trigger and it fires that you could. I'm trying to think of how you would do a keyboard. I, I would assume look blink. P -E -N -E. That's the thing. I don't. I don't know what the like execute key press motion blink? is when you're. Maybe doing if that. you like look blink P. I'm spelling my last name E N T E R. Yeah, you could. I mean, you'd look weird and you'd have a fucking sore face <laughs> after half an hour. But can you imagine mm. that? Oh, it's already given me. It's already given me. <laughs> nah, nah. It's not a good idea. Um, yeah, man. Well, first, I want to say thanks for coming on. This has been a blast. Talking about VR with somebody who's knowledgeable about it and excited about it is awesome. It's very cool to have met you. Very cool. Thanks to Gaz, too, who's out there probably going like, why did he get invited first? I'm the big wheel here. Well, you failed. <laughs> you always, Gaz. Just joking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. I'll have to get him on. But, um, yeah, it's been phenomenal. Where can people find you to see some of the uh, content that you're doing? Well... Yeah, okay. So the, the Game on Daily channel, if you just look up Game on Daily, you'll find that quite easily. That's where all of our normal pancakey discussions happen. Most of my virtual reality stuff is not welcome there. So Acer underscore Game on Daily is where I'll be putting that. And I use the same kind of names on, on every platform that I play on. But yeah, thank you like so much for inviting me on to talk about this stuff because it is rare that I find someone to just nerd about virtual reality with. So. Love yeah, that. it's it's awesome, man. We're enthusiasts here. We'll have to get you on again. I've a, a couple other people who wanted to come on today, but they didn't have the time for this. But maybe we'll put some together for every you know big game. You know, maybe the PSVR announcement, mm -hmm. and uh, when that comes out, maybe discussing that, or when when in, when any other big VR stuff comes. Because one nice thing about putting these out is they go on Spotify and iTunes, and um, it's weird if you put it on YouTube, you may not get a lot of views. YouTubers are a little, like, they follow me for one thing. Maybe not VR. This one might if I put it up. But where I do know it'll get listens and views is, strangely enough, the podcast and Spotify. Because Spotify still does video. 
but then you've also got the audio. And for whatever reason, the eclectic stuff does really well. Like people are like, you know, they're just driving along listening. And so it's been very cool to have you. I appreciate it. Everybody else, if you get a chance, check out his channel. Check out mine. I'm trying to think of what I can talk about. I think you'll see some reviews. You'll see some coverage. If you get a chance, check out Saints and Sinners too. I came out today on Quest uh, and comes out on PC VR. I don't know if I had the exact date. I don't know. Have they announced that? Steam doesn't tell you the date. Steam says this year, but it doesn't say when. Yeah. Steam lately with the shit dates. I don't know what's going on there. Anyway, game is awesome. If you guys get a chance, check it out. If you own a PS VR kit, uh, you may have to wait a bit. That'll be it for us. Peace out and enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you.